0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by fans.
1: Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that order in today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. I died. Hello, welcome along my championship chums, how are we feeling uh, the morning after the morning after the night before, good evening, good night, good morning, good afternoon, good day, goodbye, hello, welcome along, this is LTID TV from Leslie Till I Die, uh, live on Facebook, Twitter and of course YouTube. Thank you for joining us, feel free to get in with your memories as we go through the nine Premier League seasons that we've just had, and hopefully we'll be bringing back in some happy memories because uh, it was a great nine years. Look at what we achieved in nine years and look at what Spurs achieved in nine years. I mean, Spurs, that, they've achieved that much that you'd almost want Ryan Mason to be your manager, wouldn't you? <coughs> Dave. Uh, <laughs> welcome along. If you're listening to this on the podcast, whether that is by a YouTube, or via Spotify, Apple iTunes, or Google Podcast Addict, all of them. Thank you for lending me your ears. And if you've got a smart speaker, just ask it to play the podcast, Lester Till I Die, and listen to us wherever you are. And if you want to follow us on our socials, there we go. On all of them, you can find us on either LTID TV or or Leicester Till I Die TV, whichever you, well, search them both and it should bring me up uh, on that. And if you are feeling really, really generous, and a lot of you have recently, so thank you very much to all our new subscribers. Smash a like on the video, that does help. It does get the video onto other people's home pages, And also subscribe to the channel. We are not that far now off the 2K, so thank you very much to everybody uh, that has done that. And look, if you are, well, I'll come to that in a second because I wasn't quite ready for that. What I will say is a thank you to everybody on this list. John Thornton, Told You Bro, Ash Patini, Sharkey, Marcus Sports, or sports as I've got there, but it is sports. <laughs> Judy Bowers, Dugout Football Channel, Nate, Kate, Matthew M. Burke, David Smith, who will be joining us in a second, and LCFC, Gray Forever Fox are all members of the channel and will be able to take part in the member-only shows that we're going to be doing next season. So thank you to each and every one of you. It's only 1.99 a month. Uh, you say you can join in with the special shows next season, discounts, emojis, all sorts. Click on the button below in the YouTube description and you will find all the details. But we are going to be looking at the last nine seasons that we spent in the Premier League. 2014 to 2023 uh <laughs> some good good times um george is in um great show last night thank you very much georgie hope you are well um mr green is in i uh, love your betting site mate uh smash the lights i'm here to stay as a mod no matter what Ha <laughs> Well, we we could be playing each other next season if Newport can get up and we get relegated. And Nate is in, uh, one of our members there. Thank you very much, Nate. How is America this afternoon? Uh, I want to say, first of all, if uh, if you will allow me, I want to say a very, very warm welcome to, and let me just get this up on the screen. You'd, You'd think I'd be more organized than this, but look, you know, what well, it's not it's not any fun being organised, is it? But I want to say hello to friends old and new from the clubs that we are now going to be playing next season. Uh, we've we well Blackburn obviously we had we had chats with Norwich. Could never find a, a fan from Norwich to chat to, to be honest with you. But Leeds and Southampton are gonna be like old friends. Um as are Watford. Not seen you for a while. It would seem strange not having you in there this year. Uh, and I say Norwich as well, if we can find we And that'd be great. Um, you are all welcome in the chat. You are all welcome in the groups. All we say is please obviously show respect. You are in another group. We're here for fun and banter. And that's where it stays. Unlike Nottingham, of course, because their fans don't know what banter is. Yes, you, Mr. Daw, who apparently doesn't rate Leicester at all, but has been all over every Leicester channel posting on Twitter. Um, but I don't like the guy. He doesn't do anything for me. And I think I've upset one or two Nottingham Forest fans by uh, saying that. Uh, he probably doesn't like me. You know what? I ain't going to lose any sleep over it. But my God, as it, <laughs> if I well. it's like poking a hornet's nest. <laughs> and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, let us bring this gentleman in. Because, uh, well, hopefully he's gone, sat in a corner, whipped himself on his back, and said, I must not say Ryan Mason ever again on this channel. Dave, good evening.
1: Scotty Parker.
2: Goodbye. (laughs) Brad, good evening.
0: Good evening, Chris. You did the right move there, into swearing at us that early in the show. It's not even nine o'clock and he's already no. swearing at us.
2: No. Oh, let's bring the old man back. Here he is.
1: Uh, <laughs> hello, boys.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that used to be a bra advert. It probably <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hello, boys. <laughs> so, well, just you just could,
0: could say he's a bit of a tick, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, well, you, you got a few titters there. I did. He did. Personally, I think you boobed but there we Are go. You're going to get
1: Mister Dorin in. Gore <laughs> on the door. Dor, yeah, I I'll be
2: honest with you. I just find him very condescending, and you know, he'd be
1: condescending you, when you come from Nottingham.
2: <laughs> you know? what, he oh, tries blimey. to be. <laughs> you ever Sorry. go to that goose fair? Oh. <laughs> Horrendous. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near that joke. I'm keeping away. Certainly (laughs) not. Uh, Mike says, Harry, indeed. Um, (laughs) Hello, Mike. He said it before me. I didn't, that doesn't count because I was just repeating what he said. Um, Anyway, James is in. Good evening, James. How are you? Uh, As he said, uh, press the likes and subscribe. And it started already. Yes, it has. T.W. It'd be nice to see some decent. away fans like Coventry fans rather than, you know, the trees, won't it? Well, they
1: only pay half price, don't they?
2: I don't, let me ask you. Let me come to you first, Brad. Who do you see as our, our, our like, right, rival, if you like, for a dog? If you had to play a derby game, uh, you know, who do you... Is it Forest? Is it Derby? Is it Coventry? Or if taking... Obviously, taking the um Nippon thing, of course, you could have it as, um, as older shot.
0: Well, yeah, I could, I could go anywhere around, couldn't I? I, I mean, I, I I've, I even though they survived, they're still irrelevant in my head. It's so cute how desperate they are to be trying to one up Leicester fans, like they've won something relevant in in like four hundred years. Bless a little cotton socks. So for me i've always i know i say it tongue-in-cheek but when you know when a motorway gets named as the derby you're massive as a derby so the m69 derby is between leicester and coventry um and you know at least at least in derby and coventry they have the right amount of fingers and thumbs not in the incest town of nottingham
1: and
2: that's not
0: that's not allegedly i saw them counting it's why they (laughs) can't do maths
2: that's why the women are always happy. Dave, um... <laughs> well, I don't
1: know about being happy. You see... <laughs> well, for me, it's always always Coventry. It's yeah. the big derby, because I come from Nuneaton, so it's ah, yeah. uh, nearer to Coventry than Leicester. Uh, that... is,
2: is your, is your, your sort of main derby rivalry not against the team that you're, you're nearest to
1: geographically? Normally, yeah. I don't know what Forest... I don't know how that all started. I can't remember that being a thing 30, 40 years ago. St. say Forest were good then, weren't they?
2: Ish. Well, I don't know. My memory doesn't go that far back. So, <laughs> Same no. how, did, how did the Derby thing start, Brad? I mean, obviously we had the Wembley with the silence of the Rams.
0: Fuck sake, this fucking button doesn't work. Yeah. Honestly... I think it's literally just like how this imaginary rivalry with Villa Wolves and Birmingham started. They're in the Midlands, so they must hate each other. Um but you know, if <laughs> it, it it is a bit of a strange I suppose we kinda had them we kind of just had them as rivals for the Lowells in the nights, didn't we? Because we always beat them. Beat yeah. them in the playoff final, beat them in the league. I mean, bloody hell. When when Captain Fantastic uh, signed for them, aka Robbie Savage, and he got asked why Derby, he said because he felt sorry for battering them every time he played them with Leicester and Blackburn. That tells all you need to know about how good Derby are. So,
2: what was the song we've just been stretched for
0: rivalries. Right, the, the Midlands has always been blue, so you know you got. That's to make us rival somewhere, I guess.
2: You and Roberts Swan, it scores with his head, scores with his left, scores with his right. And if you play in Derby County, he scores all fucking night. Or something <laughs> along those lines. Like, um, right, look, this is the Premier League years. But let's go back uh, 10 seasons. We were in the Championship. We had just come out of a season where um, Knockhart did his best to, to, to get us a penalty and get us into a Wembley playoff final. Wasn't to be. I don't think it was a penalty if I I'm, I'm really honest nah. this time. Uh but Dini and and it's it hurts me the way that we lost rather than the fact that we did lose. But we just broke every single record I think going that season. I mean we um we got only got through to the third round of the FA Cup and fifth round of the League Cup whatever it was called there. Uh, but we just smashed it. We were first. We we had um more away here we go. Um, then a single season, 102 points we got that year. Uh, most league wins in a season, 31. Most league home wins in a single season, 17. The most consecutive league wins, 9. The most consecutive away league wins, 5. The longest unbeaten run away from home in the league, 13. And the most consecutive league games scored in 31. I mean, wow. You know what I mean? What a, what a season that was! Um, and of course, you know, I think it was almost Dave. Good, say good, but the fact that we lost in the way we did, we almost just came. We just came back and smashed it, didn't we?
1: Yeah, we did. Um, I think was that the year QPR came up with us. That year, and somebody like that, and Harry Redknapp was in charge because they, I remember them coming to Leicester, and um he really fancied it. He thought we would blow out and you know QPR to uh, win the league, and,
0: and it, it was never going to happen. Q- QPR
2: think... actually came up by the playoffs.
1: Oh, did they? Okay, so
0: yeah, it was it was QPR and Burnley that were the only two teams that were staying with us at that yeah. point, and then we beat QPR at Loftus Road. And then I think we beat Burnley a few weeks later, and they just I dropped there, off the face of the I'm earth. There.
2: On my yeah. birthday, yeah, on my birthday in the executive well boxes, it was an executive room yeah. outside. Only totally me it? cheering when David New, uh, not David, it was Chris Wood scored that amazing goal, probably the best goal he ever scored for us. And it was like everybody was looking at me. And I'm like, he <laughs> <laughs> came up with a derby, were third. Funnily enough, that season, Brad, uh, our lowest home attendance. Can you guess who it was against?
0: Ooh.
2: I'll tell you. I mean,
0: you're probably going to you're probably going to surprise me, but I would say oh, I don't even know if they were in the championship that season. Oh, in
2: that case, in that case, you're wrong because I've already mentioned them. Derby. <laughs> it was oh, I didn't know.
0: I would I would not have thought it was Derby. <laughs> yeah. I thought they would have been decent.
2: A League Cup game uh, in the September of 2013. But we came up and we um, were Premier League again. We are Premier League. What we're going to do, like I say, in this show is look back at the nine seasons that we have had in the Premier League. And before we get on to the individual seasons, Dave, I mean, what we've achieved in those nine years, clubs like Spurs can only dream of.
1: Yeah, I've been... Doing it a bit today with some Tottenham mates, and they they're getting right upset. Uh, they they can't handle <laughs> it, can they? They really can't handle it. No. Um, not only haven't they got a manager, but they've lost the best manager they've had for a long time to Chelsea. Uh, and you know, they've had not had Ryan to... Mason though, mate. Well, I think he's a candidate for the job. I still do. <laughs> him, him and um, Scotty Parker, and maybe Stevie G. But you know, who knows? Um, so they're in a mess, Spurs. Harry Kane's gonna go. He he's not gonna stay another season, is he? Unless he's really stupid. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's just not gonna happen. Uh, the only thing they've got is the best, probably one of the best grounds in the in the league. Yeah, but yeah. apart from that, they've got nothing. Uh, Brad, it,
2: it's like you say. You, that, those nine years. It, it's memories that I never thought I would have. With father and son, and we mentioned, you know, we mentioned it last night. Uh, uh, some of those, but it has been an, a roller coaster ride, and I don't always agree with what you know Gary Lineker says. But you know, as he said on Match of the Day, who would have thought? And if you'd have told me that we're going to win the Premier League, an FA Cup, you know, an English Super Cup, quarterfinals of the Champions League, he would have laughed at you.
0: Well, yeah, because if it didn't, if it literally didn't happen, no, there was no way you could have convinced anybody otherwise that it was going to happen. You wouldn't have convinced anybody. You could have brought all the proof in the world, and that you'd have been thrown in a nut house until it happened. You know, you, you, it didn't seem famineable, You know, did it? I mean, even if you took the Premier League win out of it, the the the, the actual idea that Leicester were going to do good enough to to. To qualify for European football, let alone Champions League football. And then, you know, the most embarrassing statement in all of English football was by a certain Frenchman, which is irony with the French and their war surrendering capabilities, mm. that he said Leicester would be the biggest embarrassment to European football and would probably come back with a group with zero points. And that worked out for your arse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Think about North London, isn't there?
0: Yeah. yeah, bitter, bitter. There's too many lemons and stuff like but that in, uh, in there. Let,
2: let's have a look at the, our first season up there. Uh, and three highlights I've just put there uh, Leicester City 5, Manchester United 3. We'll come on to that in a second. Ostrich Gate. Who can forget that? And of course, finishing with The Greatest Gate. I had ostrich burgers the other day just to remind myself of that season. I think I we're keeping know Brad awake here. I don't um, know and of course, you got the you got the strips there. Um, just as a precursor to um, that season, we we tied a lot of uh, players down. Matty James uh, signed a four year uh, contract extension <laughs> that didn't go so well, did it? Uh, no. Whereas Morgan signs a three year extension. Nugent signs a two year extension. Uh Liam Moore a three year and Jeff Schlupp signs a three year extension. Ali Cizay signs a one-year contract extension. I've no idea. Do not ask me who that is. But we made some sign-ins uh that were probably gonna change our our history, Dave. Mark or Brighton. Yeah,
1: it was that Vardy's first goal. Against Man United, in
2: the- I don't know, but we'll was- come on to that in a minute. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> you're jumping ahead again already, aren't you? Well, oh, but- I
0: thought, as you <laughs> mentioned, Man
1: United, I thought,
0: you know, um, uh, you, you tell you, you're right about saying it's a politician because you said words Mark Albright and then he went, Barley's first goals gets Man United.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Are you watching habit, a different sorry. show when you're on this, Dave? You know, right, Dave. Some of the signings we made pre-season <laughs> include... Michael Brighton was Michael, good.
1: Brighton. Michael Brighton. was a good signing, wasn't he? For it's nothing. free,
2: of course, as yeah,
1: well. For, because he could get in the first team at Villa, so... Uh, no. I got him for nothing. That was a cracker, that was, wasn't it? We, should have cut, we could have done with him this year. But I don't oh, want to definitely. move on to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we made some good signings. And um, I think with the players we'd had, it was a shame about... Uh, Matt, um, what's his name? Oh, jeez, Matt, Matt Upson. No,
0: don't we? Matty James. Matty James. Yeah, oh, Matty James.
1: Because yeah. yeah. him with Drinkwater in midfield were, were pretty good. I always um, thought that Matty James
2: was the better of the two, and I think was, he yeah. got injured. we uh, yeah. you
0: know, that, that that was a lot of less fans' annotation because when Pete, when when Drinkwater did a, uh, you know did what some future players did. We'll we'll talk about them later, obviously, as you asked. Yeah. But when they jumped to the grasses so much greener, but it turns out to be dead grass, Chelsea, um, everybody was like, oh, I can't believe you've sold him. What are you going to do? It's like, well, obviously, unfortunately, unfortunately, he was made of, you know, weaker stuff than paper in the rain, Matty James, yeah. when he had, after that injury he had. He um, injured. He injured. But he... That championship season, them two were telepathic, and and Matty James was actually pushing Drinkwater out that side. If it wasn't for the injury, a lot of Leicester fans were on the impression that Matty James was a better player than Drinkwater anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And and, and Nigel Pearson went to the players and said, you know, who, uh, well, certainly the defenders and the goalkeeper, who is the, you know, striker that's given you the most hassle this season? Uh, And it was, they all came back with one name, apparently, uh, Leo Ujoa. And we went and bought him for eight million from Brighton, and again, I, I, I was sorry I to see me. him him go, Brad.
0: Yeah, I was because Leicester haven't been too well known for having that target man up front, have they? I mean, I know O'Neill makeshift makeshifted them out of Elliot and Walsh, but we've never really been that sort of club that goes. You know what we need? We need someone who's. Tall, not the quickest of strikers, but he can stand in their box, cause chaos, and you know he can get his head on them. And 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 boy, especially in that first eight, ten games, you couldn't stop him scoring, could you? And then and then of course near the back end of it, um when Vardy had that suspension, but yeah, he was he was quite key in well in probably the keyest moments of Leicester's survival. Um, parts of the season
2: Dave I still can't believe that we got this guy on a free Esteban Cambiasso
1: yeah that was bizarre wasn't
2: it what a a signing I mean all right, you know we saw him at the twilight of his career when he had no hair but you know it was an amazing amazing signing Uh, it's just a shame we didn't stay for the second year well, uh, it, back on it; you may regret yeah, it, but he, he, he
1: would. Yeah,
2: I think he 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 was. I think just again, not necessarily at all because I mean, he didn't always play the full ninety
1: minutes, but
2: so have him in the dressing room.
1: Yeah, um, I think um, he probably does regret leaving. Going back to Joe, I saw him score two against us, I think, for Brighton the year before, so. I wasn't surprised when we signed him, but um, yeah, Can I mean bloody hell! Can be he was, first, he was first year in the Premier League.
2: He was actually being chased by Leicester, and the fact that we kept in touch with him apparently was what encouraged him to come here. That you know we were we were keeping the the, the channels open, but from one extreme to the other, uh, Brad, um, Tom Lawrence a million
0: pounds from Manchester United. Mm. Yeah, and if I remember rightly, we also got Nick Powell on loan and the Man United fans were fuming. They wanted it to be the up way round and, well, I don't know which one was worse. I suppose at least the fact that we, we cut Nick Powell's loan short and could send him packing back home was a blessing because neither of them have been great since. In fact, I know Tom Lawrence went to Went to um, Derby, I think he did. He's been at he was at Derby for a while, but both have been hopeless since they since that move. So we, we got lucky. It's safe to say that we 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 compensated for the million pounds we We've gone and spent on a Premier League record holding legend at the yes. club. So you know, for, for every good million pound you spend, there has to be a bad one, I guess. So yes, <laughs> and,
2: and Dave loans probably to my mind one of the best loans. That as a club we've ever made in my memory. And that was during the January transfer window. I think it was towards the end of it. We brought in a certain Mr. Hooth from Stoke City.
1: Yeah. And that was surprising as well. I think probably the fact that Nigel Pearson was a central defender helped. I don't think many managers would have signed him. Um, but he was a godsend, wasn't he? Absolute. Do he you controlled th- that back four.
2: He did. I mean, we'd we'd obviously, we'll come on to the sort of the season and and, and the games in a second, but do you think, Brad, that he he made the difference, didn't he, when he came in?
0: I mean, yeah, he did. I mean, you needed an assurance at the back. I mean, we forget that Wes Morgan wasn't the wise head, the wise owl that he became over the the few years. Um, You know, you needed that Premier League experience, and yes, we have the quality and dynamic. And everybody will always talk more about cambiasso than any other player. That reason, for obvious reasons, that's basic. We're not. It's not. It, it's no trade secret that he wasn't a catalyst in that dressing room. Uh, whether he was always, you know, whether he always. Rubbed players the wrong way or not is a different story. They, they respected him enough to kind of let it go and, and kind of take it on the chin because, well, it was Cambiasso you know what I mean? Um, it wasn't like Tom Lawrence was trying to be that and they were thinking who the are you. But as we've seen this season without a certain voice being a back line, you know, you maybe need that installed into him and, and yeah. wh- wh- whether you think he technically got one on default or not, we had a Premier League winner in our defence, because obviously he was at Chelsea when they they, they won it and he'd yeah. been around, he'd been around and yeah, I think he was just as, if not, controversial here, I'm going to say it, I think he was more important to us than Cambiasso, purely for what he brought to that defence, because yeah. we were a leaky yeah. cauldron before he came in, in my opinion.
2: Okay, so looking at the players that have gone out on loan uh, that season, Paul Gallagher uh, went out to Preston North End, uh, one of the first of many loans to them. Uh, We let Conrad Logan go. Uh, Do you remember him to to Rochdale? Um, Let's have a look. Um, Gary Taylor Fletcher, uh, we went out on loan to Sheffield Wednesday. (laughs) That was one of our weird signings. Tom Lawrence went out on loan to Rotherham, (laughs) not having long Jack Barnby went to Rotherham as well. Um, and then there's a few that went out towards the end of the season That, uh, due to a certain incident in uh, in Thailand, including um, uh, James Pearson, uh, Nigel Sun. So, but Chris Wood went to Ipswich, and Moore went to Brentford. But look, let's get into the season itself. And it wasn't a bad start, really. I mean, we got a draw with Everton at home. Uh yeah. Dave, we, we, we lost to Chelsea away, which you you look back and you go, Of course we did, you know. Uh we managed to draw one one with Arsenal. Uh we beat Stoke City one nil, and then Louis Van Gaals, you've got to say that Gaals, um Manchester United rolled into town, um and rolled back out <laughs> again with the tails between the legs.
1: Yeah. Was what do you remember
2: that game?
1: uh i remember vardy being very cute in the box um and i remember him terrorizing a young right was he right back who got sent off in the end uh one of the time blackett it. yeah it was wasn't it yeah um and vardy was just awesome i mean he, he was putting it about it was all the things we wanted him to be this year uh mm. and even when we had the bad year um when Ranieri went... And I'm not jumping, I'm just talking about Vardy. You need him to be nasty. And the older he's got, he seems to have lost that nastiness. But that game and that season, he had it big time. Mm. Um, and, it, and it was brilliant to watch. Were you there, Brad?
0: Yeah, I was there. In fact, I was working the match that, that, that game. And uh, boy, was that one hell of a game i mean um unfortunately it was probably one of the few games that i wasn't working on the, the inside for all of it so i had i had a little ear, ear earphone in me ear, listen to a radio lesson obviously the crowd are a li- half a second ahead but i was so engrossed in listening to this game and i remember it went one nil and i thought oh here we go and then it went two, you know and then vardy you know we in a split second. I think it went 2-0 and then we went straight down the other end and as and, Joao and headed it to 2-1 and I, I just finished picking my headset up from throwing it on the floor and it stopped going, oh, oh, game on again. And then, so obviously, and then what happened in that last 15 minutes was oh. was absolutely surreal. You you I mean, we've seen some capitulations and we've joked a lot of them have come from Spurs but that was the biggest capitulation I think Manchester United have witnessed in a long time. My you
2: my one of Mark Plattenberg's best games as referee. Yeah, <laughs>
0: in his, his only good game as yeah, referee, if you want to go on it. There,
2: and I remember sat with my son. i got a season ticket that year. And I remember just before the quarter of an hour, Mark, looking at my son and going, <laughs> it's still nil-nil. And you know, Van Persie came up at the far post and headed it in. I do, I still say it got a deflection, and that's what beat Casper. And then it they did bent. off Liam Moore. Yeah, yeah. Maria, what an well, amazing chip that was! You've got you've got to hand it. Uh, and then Ujoa, a uh, cross from Vardy was it out? Who cares? It was given. We must have had a Russian linesman that day. And then it just went. We had five. We had five efforts on goal, and five of them went in. And I can remember, I'm not well, I think it was the fifth guard, it might have been the fourth, and I jumped up, got knocked over and I was just about to land into a, a lady's lap that was sat next to me and my son saved me uh, from what could have been a very costly court case. Uh, <laughs> I was, it, was an, it was definitely one of those I was there and I was there with my son moments.
1: But, you know what uh, I thought at the time? I thought, this is it. If we can do this yeah you know we're going to finish in the top half at least because yeah. that's all we wanted in those days wasn't it, it 40 was. points and top half the thing half. is yeah.
2: from that game following on very well from what you've just said 21st of september 2014 we never won a game until the 28th of december
1: no 2014 12 I mean, or 13 on the bounce we lost didn't we
2: uh no we had a couple of draws we, um no draws no we we, I we thought we lost we,
1: a load of games.
2: We did well. We in in that time we only drew two,
1: yeah. yeah. So
2: from that game, which was September to the 28th of December, we got two points and we were bottom. And we were bottom at Christmas, Brad. Yeah, we had no idea what was going to come then, did we? I can remember walking into work, and every time I just behind the door was the Man United fan, that's where he sat. And every time I walked in, he was taking the piss. Because I'd taken the piss out of him over the 5-3. But it was a horrendous run, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. Um, and, and, and the thing is, I, I'm still not sure what happens. And I know we always have these discussions. And I know we'll get to to one, well, straight after the season, funnily enough there's always a game that you kind of go, where did it go right slash where did it go wrong? And you like to have that. It's what I call a defining game. And for me, I'm not sure why it was such a defining game because I'm not sure why going from beating Manchester United 5-3 to to the result I'm about to talk about suddenly seemed to hit a panic button within the squad and the Nigel Pearson. Um, And that was the one-all draw against Burnley. Uh, it was a 96th minute free kick. Uh, I remember it well because I was stood down and I was thinking, they're scoring this. They've done sod all and they're going to score. And they hit the back of the net and they ran off with a draw. And it just set off a wave of panic it was, it was, within the...
2: was 2-2 draw against Burnley.
0: Was I'm sorry, was it, it might have been two all then, not one was, all. It might actually
2: got... two weeks after the Man United game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I got the result wrong in my head. I it was a draw. Yeah, so yeah, because they went ahead. Then we went two one, and yeah, you just remind me. Thank you. But yeah, we we conceded the equaliser in ninety second minute. In ninety sixth minute to make it two all, and ever since that game, like you said, from that point on, right up until December, mass panic. Mm. Couldn't couldn't tell you what team was going to turn up for the next game because he changed it and he changed it and he changed it. Yeah. I don't know why. But that like, game defined feedback. that period.
2: Well, it, the previous season when we had done so well, you could have predicted what team Nigel Pearson was putting out. That say championship-winning season, you could have said six weeks' time. Don't bother putting it up. We know what team is going to put out because he was. But here, you, you just had no idea. He changed it week. Oh, Brad's gone. We you change it week to week. I'll come he to you. I'll come to you then, Dave. You yeah. change it week to week. And you had no idea, and you know, Cramrich would say, "Come on, have a good game," and
1: then he wouldn't play. Somebody would no. score
2: a goal when we was him for two weeks. Um, it yeah, was...
1: It's, it was interesting, wasn't it? Because I quite rated Cramrich. I thought he did all right for Leicester, but we um, just could not. It couldn't get a regular were just coming out, could we? But if I remember, I mean, we didn't. We weren't hammered by teams. You know, no. we were losing by the odd goal, I think. and uh, I mean, I think our goal difference is better than most. Um, But we just couldn't get over the line. And Brad's right, these defining games. And I know that, well, I think I know the game that, that changed it all back. Um I could be wrong because it's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But um we didn't lose by that many. I don't remember us being beaten. We, ne- we
2: never got tanked and... No. I've, I've said it a lot this season, and Brad will back me up on this, that we, we you know, we, we, we fought every
1: game, you I don't, know, yeah, I we, we lost think, in Tottenham yeah. but it was 4-3 Yeah, you know? yeah, we, uh, I never came away from the ground thinking what a bunch of losers and nobody's putting the effort in and no. things didn't go right, I know, but we were new to it, don't forget, <laughs> you know, it's not easy yeah. your first season
2: yeah, and, and I remember I, was, I had to drive down from Leicester like you probably did. I drove all the way to Portland. Not once did I think, oh, well, yeah, I was disappointed, but yeah. it was a case of, you know, they're making the effort, and it was always a 2-1 yeah. or a 1-0 or a 4-3. Yeah. Well, I was about, in Leatherhead
1: then, and I remember some of the times coming back on a Tuesday, I think, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Kissing down a rain, we were useless. <laughs> exactly. you know, there there's only about 22,000 people there. After, after
2: seven games, after after five games, Brad, we were seventh. Uh, after 13 games, we were 20th. And yeah. we didn't change that until the 33rd game, which, funnily enough, was um, against uh, Burnley. We beat them 1-0. But I think the game, Brad, that, that Dave was referring to was the, the West Ham game. And I've referred to that with the, who we've just played.
1: Beating them 2 1, can be asso and king getting the winner, and then we
0: followed think... that by West Brom, didn't we? Is that right? No, yeah, Swansea, yes. yeah, Oh, yeah, so yeah, West Brom way first, then Swansea yeah. back at home, wasn't it? I, th- I think, I think that was where it kick started, but I think the first major sign of it was a complete fluke, and you're to it was he completely just. I think we spent about three or four weeks and we played the likes of Arsenal and Spurs, like you said, and whatnot. And we weren't getting beat badly. And we had opposition players, you know, in their interviews going, There's no way they are there's surely no way they'll finish bottom the way they're playing. They, 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 they You know, in a lot of games, I remember the comments saying, Oh, Leicester deserved that goal. They deserved to be Ooh. back into it. They've played really well. And that was the one thing that kept us positive because, at the end of the day, I had Leicester gone down that season, we weren't expecting much. We were hoping for a 16th, 17th finish, and if we went down well, we we're expected to. We, you know, but for me, it was completely stumbled upon by fluke, but it helped us nail down our formation, or at least staying as a four and a back. And that was when we beat Hull away from home and kept a clean sheet. mares scored. It was our first win. Like Chris said, he broke that chain of 13 games without a win. And it kind of just seemed to happen. It wasn't a tactical genius. It wasn't. It wasn't suddenly playing I'm loads at the back. Just, it I'm was.
2: I've just said we're going to have to move on because we've got nine seasons to get through here, and at this rate, we'll be here till three o'clock in the morning. So if we can keep. Oh, okay, I was just making, a, making
0: a point for when it was it changed, but okay.
2: Um, yeah, but we, we, as I say, we've got nine seasons to get through. Um, I'll stick with you for this one, though, Brad. Ostrich Gate. Talk to
0: me about Ostrich Gate. It was a bit daft, really, that guy who commented it. Leicester in the run. Leicester are on the run of their lives. And then they go and suffer one defeat against Champions Elect. And the guy said, "How how's that going to demoralise your squad? I mean, he was right. He, he must have been an ostrich. He must have had his head buried in the sand. Because the team that couldn't buy a win for love nor money, that was cursed to the bottom of the league, was 14th. And suddenly, near all oh, but safe. I mean, what was it? A game or two afterwards, we drew with Sunderland and confirmed our safety. I mean, the guy deserved the ostrich comment because we hadn't lost the game in like eight no. before we played Chelsea and we took the lead
2: yeah. in that game. Yeah, we, did. we did. I, I remember yeah. I was in a in a watching the show. I wasn't, you know, I watched really John
0: good. Terry slip over, mate. I got the best view in the house for it. It was brilliant. <laughs>
2: Uh, and somebody said, like, somebody said, oh, check the score at half times. It was like, let's it in 1 0. I'm like, get lost. But, Dave, I mean, do you think, I mean, I could see what Brendan was trying to do at uh, Brendan, bloody hell. I could That's see annoying. what Nigel was trying to do. He, Jose Mourinho could do it very well, which was deflect that, and, you know, deflect any attention off his players onto him. Nigel was trying to, I think, try to do that, but couldn't do it quite as well. I mean, you know, he told a, a Liverpool or a Leicester fan to, to to walk off and climb in a coffin. He attacked a, a Palace player on the sideline. Um, it, it was
1: never boring, was it? No, I think he did. He did what he felt at the time he had to do, and I, I don't think with him it was premeditated. It was just the way he was. I mean, he was yeah. quite a fiery footballer, um, yeah. and I think he was very passionate about it all. And God, we could have done with that passion without going off the subject. But um, we, yeah, I mean, he he just did it and he knew it would take the pressure off the players. Everybody wants a manager in the Premier League to mess up and do Mm. stuff like that. That's why Jose did it, because um, it was all about him Um, and it worked.
2: But Dave, again, sticking with you, was this the greatest, great escape there's ever been? I mean, like I say, we had been 20th. No team had survived being bottom as long as we had. Uh, in those last nine games, we beat West Ham, we beat West Brom, we beat Swansea, we beat Burnley, we beat Newcastle, we beat Southampton, uh, we drew with Sunderland, we stuffed Queen's Park Rangers 5-1. Or was it a case of we just happened to, probably looking at it there, didn't have the hardest of run-ins? But then
1: no, we, no, we we were playing well most of the season. Mm. We just needed the break. And we got a couple of breaks and then the confidence shot up. I think they were all pretty confident at the time. I can't remember any rubbish going on, you know, criticisms or any news from... I mean, Brad would know more than me because he was there. But um, I just thought we were lucky and we just needed something to happen. And once it did, bloody hell. And, And that West Brom game Kind of cemented it, so yeah, I don't think that it was an easy running. It's the Premier League, but we we were playing all right. We were doing all right. Brad,
2: was that was it the greatest greatest game there's ever
1: been?
0: I think so. Not just statistically, but I think given everything that was up against us, I mean, I know West Brom fans will gargle and. gurgle on the fact that there isn't that so much It doesn't matter when it gets done. The fact is ours was still better because we were there longer. We had lower points than you and you know we had to win nine out of eleven games. You by some fluke stayed up on what the last day needing 65 results to go your way and by some miracle it happened. Ours was great determination and some actual quality to stay up. I think ours will always be the better one whether you judge it on statistically or, or, or the emphatic uh, rise and, uh, and what happened for me. Yeah, it was because, yeah, I mean, I know I worked there, Dave, and you're right. I, I did get whispers of the players because they walked past the area where, where I worked quite a lot. And some of the players are going, nah, we're going to get rubber of the green. We worked so hard. This ain't going to last. If we're going to get there. We're going to do this. We are going to stay up. We can still do it. And you did hear it. I can't name names or anything like that, just in case someone mm-hmm. wants to say, no, I didn't. I never said that. But, you know, you, you hear yeah. them. They never sounded beat. And when you hear that, if you hear that at a football club that's in trouble, they tend to go down. So you knew. I knew myself secretly, they were still believing in, in the dressing room and how they were playing. And they were really believing their own words of compliments from the opposition, if you will.
2: Yeah, as good nah. as that season was, it did end on a bit of a sour note, and I don't want to go into the uh, into no. the scandal that happened, but it was disgusting, and quite rightly the club uh, got the players out. But very quickly, both of you, uh, Dave first, Pearson leaving, uh, <laughs> it, it happened very quickly. But uh, you know, his son obviously went. Um,
1: I was sad to see him go. Yes, yeah, so was I, and I don't really know. What happened? I don't think it was made obvious. I mean, it seems obvious from you, when you look and see what happened. But, you know, did he go? Was he pushed? Was he given an ultimatum and he didn't want to do it? I don't know. It just seemed a bit strange at the time after a fantastic season. Um,
2: Brad, I mean, you were there. <laughs> do you know any? I, I was disappointed. I'd, I'd sort of spoken to him a couple of times and he was off camera. He was He was the nicest guy. You
0: could ever, as, as manager, but then again, a lot of managers are off camera. No, Nigel was a great person. I met him several times at the training ground. In fact, one time when me and my boss were laughing and joking, she told me she was telling me off, but not in like a mean way or anything. Nigel walked past me and went, You leave by mate alone, Brad's all right. She went, great, <laughs> now I can never tell you off because your friends were Nigel Pearson, and he was great. And look. Uh, you know you see it all the time in in any sort of unfortunate and i'm just going to call it unfortunate scenario Mm. he found himself and he was a parent first Mm. right and there was no malice because there's no way he would have returned to manage their sister club if there was there was no malice he was basically told look punishment fits all which I think he knew was coming. I think he was trying to maybe find a way to soften the blow. So he, because of his, for his son's sake, but it was kind of, can't have one rule for one, one rule for the other. And he, he went, look, this doesn't affect your job, but we, we, we're going to sack him. We've got to sack him. And and Pearson went, well, I'm not, I'm not standing here while my son gets sacked. If he gets sacked, I'm off. And, and, and the owners kind of went, well, we don't want you to go, but we can't be unjust. He went, no, that's fine. I. That's fine, but I'm not staying then. And and then it was it was, it, it was yeah. from there really. Yeah, and then,
2: there. then it all changed, and we look at the next season, which was quite, <laughs> no nobody saw coming.
1: Well, Gary Lineker didn't. Lester till I
2: die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Anchor, and all podcast platforms.
1: Something is coming. Something big to this podcast. Hello, Chris. <laughs>
2: it was to get a, uh, a an international manager in to replace him, um, and I'm gonna. I'll, I'll start with our th- thoughts on Mr. Ranieri coming in. I can remember, and I've still got a link to it, writing for the Metro at the time online, and I can remember actually saying, "I'm pleased we're getting Ranieri in." No, he's never actually won a title, any you know, in any of the main main countries. But so what? This is Leicester. You know, we're not Man United. He's got a lot of teams to sort of second and third. And if he gets Leicester to, to those positions, I'll be more than happy. I, I was really pleased to see him. Little did I know that he was going to prove me wrong and actually take us a step further. Um, Dave, were you were you happy to see Ranieri when he came in? Was he? Were you thinking like, oh God, you know? Were you on a Lineker side or a my side?
1: Oh, definitely not Lineker's side, no. Um, I don't think I was totally excited by it, but I didn't frown upon it. Mm. You know, he seemed a decent bloke. He was treated harshly at Chelsea for what he'd done for them at the time. Because at the time, don't forget, they weren't one of the best teams in the league. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: And, uh, you know, I thought, yeah, okay, why not? But I, I, I wasn't... Over excited about it, I must confess. Brad right.
0: See, I was the one that was very excited by it because this is what annoyed me is the media made a right sticker for the fact that he got sacked as Cyprus manager. Well, he had like what four Eight. games. Greece, sorry, sorry. I think they lost that. Still, just as bad as one another. Greece, Cyprus, both yeah, shine. Lost to the
2: Faroe Islands, which was his last game. which didn't, didn't look Yeah, good but up. he had
0: like he had like three games in charge of them, and even he said, "What? Well, well, nobody can do that at any level, club or international level." So people were so fixated on that they forget that until because, like Dave said, Chelsea weren't exactly the wealthy. Well, they were wealthy. Abramovich had just got their sort of thing, but they were still. Relying on old heads being there. They were only just starting... T- they were like the early stages, like what Man City were, when they had Mark Hughes in charge and they were signing them sort of players. But he won them the FA Cup, the first bit of silverware in years. He had them finishing second. And in, in an era that was still really easily being dominated
2: well, he, by he, Fergie. He second uh, to ask yeah. the principles
0: exactly and 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 that says it all when he's coming second to a team that didn't lose a game i mean what else can you do really i mean that's that's a brilliant season and i kind of obviously i never expected him to do what he did as manager of leicester no one would have but i kind of got that o'neill vibe i thought you know here's a manager that can settle us now Mm. you know that talk of builders and makers of european club knowing the whole, we never knew what was in store for us at the point, but I thought, yeah, three years top 10 finish. I can see that with Ranieri. I was quite optimistic.
2: We, yeah. the only one, we, we, Dean Hammond signed a, a, a one year contract, extension. so nothing nothing to get overexcited about on that side. Um, and we didn't actually have what I would call a big pre season game because we always seem to have one, whether it's like a German, Spanish, French club we had lincoln mansfield burton we always seem to have rotherham and birmingham city um wasn't that, that wasn't our first game was it brad that birmingham city friendly
0: yes it was it My was God. it was the birmingham city game that we Burnham? did our first review of
2: no we couldn't no wonder with that season uh, we haven't been going eight years
0: no, no
2: no it must have been another one but look. You know, no, the it, one
0: before it was Black. It was Blackburn. It was the season before, and it was a Blackburn game in a friendly. I think. No,
2: well, no, it wasn't that. We haven't been going that long. We've only been going about four seasons, max, maximum. So, come on,
0: girls, keep on top of <laughs> it. Was well, whatever it was, it was definitely a Birmingham or a Blackburn game. Was, we definitely you know, did it. And we
2: was... with be definitely we with B. But look, Dave, we yeah. we, we we say this, um, and I, I say as much as I love Ranieri. Look, you know, I've got. A signed shirt of him up there in the top right corner. I I love the guy, but he built on what Pearson had put in place. That's what we, good managers come do, we yeah. fantastic one loss in nine games. Um, we, we were buzzing. And it's like when we came off, you know, the, the, you know, the fact that we, we'd done so well, albeit not against Watford. He built on that and he didn't
1: tinker too much, did he? No. I mean, that's what good managers do. They... They see what's good about it and make it better. Mm. And that's what he did. I mean, he. Um, I think he signed Kante, didn't he? Um, and who else did he sign? Now, Kante,
2: actually, Cante was a Pearson sign. Was he? He's sure. Just before Pearson left. Because then there was a, we weren't sure whether Canty okay. I, – I think I was right. I don't, no, I don't think Canty was sure whether he was going to come or not because they just sat the manager that was – or allegedly sat the manager oh, okay. that okay. was well, going to be bringing him in. Because I
1: think I've seen somewhere where Walsh, he was um, – the other Steve Walsh was making trying to make sure Ranieri signed him. But that may have been somebody else then. But well, no, It mean, could have
2: been because it, it was Pearson that yeah. was looking at him.
1: But he did add to the squad sensibly, but he didn't complicate it, did he no the as
2: well do you think he won it on what you know pearson's foundations were what led to to Ranieri winning it? I'm not saying Pearson would have won it uh, but it it was as much Pearson's title in my eyes
0: oh, I get what you're saying yeah yes the, the uh, okay, yes, in terms of uh, the confidence that was left from the season before, the players' unity was built by Pearson, but you still have to plan the tactics. You still have to train the players your way. So whilst, whilst he was handed a squad, you could say that really about any manager who wins anything in their first season. You, you know, you you could say... Oh, well, Mark Edwards didn't get Luton promoted because he was handed the squad that was built before him by the manager previous. Well, yeah, but he also did the tactics that kept them going and got them in the playoffs. And and It's the same for Ranieri. Yes, it wasn't his team. We knew that. No manager who comes in instantly, uh, is it their team? Someone might this season, because they've got to rebuild for us, but that wasn't the case for Ranieri. He had a squad. He had... A pre installed confidence, and you know, the one thing is, thankfully, it, and uh, let's let's remember, I know we'll get onto it next, but let's remember that it will it nearly went the same way as a certain you know, tater peeler did when he just let the players play off confidence from O'Neill. So mm. it, he did his work, it wasn't until he really tried to get his heels into it and the Tinkerman Man return that it went sour, but for that season he should take more credit than he's sometimes afforded. Because I think some people easily just go, no, it was Pearson, it was Pearson because of what happened later on.
2: I think it was a a combination. Uh, I think had Ranieri come in the season before, we may not have stayed up. uh, And had Pearson stayed, we may not have won it. But players that came in there the through that season was (laughs) a certain uh, Mr Fuchs came in free from Schalke. That was a bad signing. Uh, we made Mr. Hooth's deal permanent, uh, which was another good thing. A certain um, Japanese player from Mainz, Mr. Okazaki, fish and chip lover, came in. The aforementioned Kante uh, Beneloun, Johan Beneloun from Atlanta. Uh, Gochlan Inler, who never really sort of, well, along with Benaloon, neither of them got much uh, game time. Uh, a certain Mr. Everson came in from Eschberg um daniel and marty from copenhagen came in just for you i knew that was going to get a reaction how how much did we pay for him we bought we paid five million for him Uh, too much it's it's, in fact on on here it said he was the center back uh but uh, we also – well, if I'm going to give that one to you, I'm going to give this one to uh, <laughs> to Brad because we also brought in Damari Gray from Birmingham City for £3.7 <laughs> So, there we go. Funnily enough, though, those are the players we brought in. Going out, uh, we sold Chris Wood to Leeds, David Nugent to Middlesbrough. But we also loaned out Con- Con- um uh, Tom Lawrence, before mentioned, uh, Liam Moore. Um, Jack Barnby, bloody hell. Ben Chilwell went out on loan to Huddersfield. Uh, Joe Dodo went out to Bury. Kranerich went out to Hoffenheim. Ben Alun, who had only just come in, went out to Fiorentina. And Richie Delat went to Middlesbrough, but would come back at the end of the season and claim a championship medal, as I think Ben Alun did as well. I can remember that first game, and I knew we were going to do well, because if you remember, that was the, this was the season I gave up my season ticket. <laughs> because we struggled the year before. Don't okay. want to give yourself too much credit. But um look, we <laughs> I went to that first game, I got a ticket, and I can remember sat there and I was sat next to some Sunderland fans and I, I couldn't believe it. I think I think was it was it five two that, that, that we won? Um four two. Four two, yeah. And I can remember turning to my son and saying, Who the hell is this Okazaki guy? I said he's going to have a bloody heart attack in a minute. <laughs> he, he never. He, he was like a. It's like letting a dog loose when you've got you know a bit of meat on your foot, and it's. it's just, he was following around, and he never played more than sixty minutes. But what a fantastic! And he wasn't the world's best or top goal scorer, but he hit it off, didn't he, with Vardy, Dave?
1: Yeah, yeah, he was so energetic, and he looked looked like it was fun for him. Um, it, it was a. Breath of fresh air, really, and mm. uh, he didn't play that many games, did he? He was substitute a lot and um, mixed it up from my memory, anyway. And, uh, a,
2: nine, nine times out of ten, he came off on sixty minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because basically, because he was knackered. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it. I just want to think uh, that first game. What I think? What was it? We say four, four, two. Was it? yeah. 4-2. Yeah. Yeah. See, that was Sony Sunderland, wasn't it? So I wasn't too excited about that, I must say. I I
2: think we we just needed to carry on where we we had left off, though. Yeah. But quiz question for you here, Brad, because I know you love a good quiz. How many times was Okazaki offside that season? No, 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 joking. How many games did we lose? (laughs) What was that?
0: (laughs) We only lost... Three games that season, yeah. twice to Arsenal, once to Liverpool.
2: Indeed. And Watch that him, first really? loss against Arsenal was a bit of a... Brought us back down to earth. We'd beaten Sunderland, we'd beaten West Ham, drew with Tottenham and Bournemouth, uh, drew to... Oh, sorry, beat Villa with Mr uh, Dyer, who was a loan deal that came in from Swansea. Four foot nothing, thinking, got up to a header. Um Drew with Stoke and then Arsenal. It was a bit like a coming back down to earth, wasn't it, Brad?
0: Yeah, it was. It, it was a reality check, and I even remember, uh, like, well, I don't remember leaving the ground that game because I was I was doing the clear up afterwards so as my job entailed us to do. But I remember just walking through the grounds as as, as 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 people were exiting, and they were going, "Ah, oh, well, that was fun, were not it? That was fun." Like, hopefully we won't do what we did last year, but it was fun why it lasted being... Because we'd, we'd gone top for a while at some points, maybe only for, like, like you know, like 40 minutes or whatever, or a couple of minutes we were top before results. But then everybody was like, oh, well, that was nice, weren't it? But all right, back, back to reality, here we go, sort of thing. And it just never seemed to really, you know, that you know, it wasn't a bother about it, was it? Yeah, it was annoying that we'd lost 5-2, but... Mm a game really could have ended 5-4 or 5 all on the, on the day. I mean, it was a game where, you know, players were missed a few chances, not easiest chances, but you didn't leave the game thinking, oh, God, here we go. No, here we go. We're going to lose every... You know, we didn't get that feeling that this is going to be the start of a plummet, and that showed with the results that swiftly followed from that game. Yeah, I think yeah. also we couldn't keep a clean sheet, but it didn't seem to matter. We no, but they need needed pizza and they needed hot dogs to be chucked into the deal before they decided to uh, to keep a clean I sheet.
2: He said at one point he was ready to buy them a three course Sunday lo- lo- roast. Uh, yeah. Brendan, maybe that's how you keep a clean sheet, mate. Uh, <laughs> Dave, I mean that season we all right, we didn't we didn't have, we didn't have a, 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 a run in the league cup. We got knocked out by Hull City on penalties in oh. the fourth round. And that was the whole city would come back and back It's on the bum the following season uh in the fa cup we only made it to the third round replay and we got knocked out by spurs and a lot of other clubs were going through transitions i mean um spurs were just being spurs arsenal were, were going for their normal fourth spot uh liverpool clock was still kind of settling in um man city was sacking their manager uh we, you know and announcing it with sort of a couple of months to go so that that was yeah, weird
1: decision,
2: yeah, yeah. but yeah. and we had no Europe. But that doesn't it doesn't matter. We still had to go out and do it, and the country was behind us, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and we didn't make it easy. I mean, we have a problem with Bournemouth, don't we? I mean, mm. that was, was that a one all draw? If I remember, that right home, at the start of the season, it was yeah. one all, yes. Yeah. yeah, and and we knew we could do that. But when you see, then we went to Stoke at some stage. We were two 0 down, and getting going to get beat and I think we got a point out of it we got back to yeah the that goal, was a game
0: right? that Vardy wrongly got sent off for yes. a foul and and it's funny right. enough your favourite player I think Amarty scored in that game yeah well I've forgotten that but what, again, um,
1: no, no he got uh, he,
2: that was West Ham when Vardy got sent off no, no he
0: also got really sent off against Stoke unless you're thinking of the, unless it's a different season we're both thinking of but it was definitely a game
1: I thought we have come back from 2-0 down with 10 men I really
0: did, but that might have been the next season, Dave. Because we did it right. twice to Stoke. We came from two 0 down to to okay. to beat uh, to draw with them, and over teams like that.
1: But I think results we're... like that started to make them realise that hang on, we don't care if we're two down. Uh, we don't fear anybody. We can fight back. We can score goals, and um, we, once you, we come back from two nil
2: down, but we drew two two. Right, yeah. Uh, Vardy, Mares and Vardy—that was the first game against Stone. Right. Uh, I, I, I think I know what you're thinking of, but um, I'm trying to see when we when we played them again. Uh, oh, we beat them three. Well, right, the we we
0: beat game. them three-one at home because Jack yeah. Butland was a goalkeeper for him, wasn't he? Do you yeah. remember him when he was three-nil. supposed to be England's next biggest yeah. goalkeeper?
1: Three-three-nil. That was yeah. Yeah, I no, mean, it was definitely a away game, but but we had yeah. confidence. We felt. You know, we could do anything. Mm. We were building our confidence. And Ranieri was a great people person, I think. He never put any pressure on the players. He always said 40 points, which we all got behind because we all wanted 40 points after the season before. Mm. And and it just ticked on and on and on. And suddenly we got 40 points. And then, to be honest, the next thing I remember, without jumping ahead, is we were in the Champions League.
2: He did set the targets, didn't mm-hmm. he, right, he, as did. we went yeah. through. He, he, you know, there was, he never threw any players under the bus. You never heard him complain about anybody. Um, may, maybe it came with the fact that there was no pressure on him because he was told to keep us in the division, which he obviously did very, very easily. I mean, you know, we, we started, you know, as, as uh, Boris said earlier, after the first game, we were top of the league. And as Gary said to... Uh, Gary said to uh, Claudio "One Match of the Day, uh, not just staying in the league, is it Champions League we're going for? Uh, we were first for a couple of weeks. We actually, can you believe, after seven games, we had dropped to sixth? Oh, my God. How how did he keep his job? But then, from from the 22nd game, which I can tell you was actually uh, a 1-0 win over Tottenham Hotspur at their stadium,
1: mm, we were oof. number
2: one. For the rest of the season, Brad, um, and it was just like I worked with a Spurs fan, and it was like we're gonna we, if we're gonna cop this up. This is Leicester, we shoot ourselves in the foot.
0: Yeah, we, it wasn't just that though, like, was it? It wasn't like a bag of nerves going, "Oh God, we're gonna screw it up." It was just like this isn't gonna last, but I'm loving it, you know. And I don't think any Leicester fan, you know, he he. he, he really is that there is probably you could probably ask seven Leicester fans in a row right which game they thought ah actually we might actually do this and they'd probably all right maybe now maybe now because it's years later down the line it'd be hard to not think past that Man City away game but I I reckon if you'd asked them at the end of that season where did you actually start to think we'd win it and you'd get seven different answers yeah, because it's well, I, just Leicester. We know what we're like. Yeah. We never take winning league seriously because it just—it's not the Leicester motto, is it? Leicester, Leicester winning league? No, it's not. We're not going to get carried away. We're not going to no. think we know. Arsenal have suffered that syndrome ever since they always seem to get a brain injury and think the season ends in February. So okay. you know, it cost them. Cost them this. They never learn, do they? Because that happened this season to them. <laughs> but well, yeah, you know, I, um, I remember it
1: being. I thought Palace Away was when I started to believe, um,
0: and I can't the remember the crowd. I remember listening to that game. The st- yeah. I mean, the poor guy in the tunnel—he was a wasted man, staying there, getting paid for hours, just telling Leicester fans to please shut up so yeah. they could be let out. The fans yeah. was, he said, that's the first time I've genuinely got goosebumps over hearing just a crowd. I was there. With forget the, the moment, but yeah, the crowd. Fan.
1: Yeah, I was there with a mate who was a Palace fan. And he got bored waiting. He was sitting there waiting because we couldn't get out. And uh, he said, where the hell are you been? I said, you know, you're going to win the league. Tongue in cheek. Yeah, but yeah. I can't remember what time of year that was. I mean, was it April time, March time? I've but that's the moment looking. I started. I to remember
2: think. the, uh, was it the West Brom manager that stood there? And I think we'd just beaten them. And they said, uh, I really want Leicester to go on and win the league now. At the press conference afterwards, I thought well, that will go down well with your own fans, mate. <laughs> uh, who I can't remember who it was, but uh, did it matter? Did it matter, um, Dave, that we we didn't win it at our place? We didn't we didn't do it against Man United. I remember being yeah. in the pub, and I remember all the Man United, even Man United fans, because obviously I live in I live in Paul, so it was full of Man United fans, of course. Uh, <laughs> but as I left the pub, saying to me, like, "Go on and beat Everton and win it now." yeah and that's like what what did you just say yeah Yeah. i said i said i think we're gonna have to sneak out here um but it wasn't disappointed that we won it um, uh the way we did was
1: it not at all it's my birthday actually and i was on my own at home everybody'd gone out because i was gonna watch (laughs) well they knew i'd watch chelsea spurs and it was a very tense time because
2: Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with muck delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply.
1: See mcdonalds.com. Then we really believed it. Really, really believed it. And and yeah, I, I did a vardy really when it went in that last goal. Um just just on my own though. He had a few mates with him. <laughs> but it no, I it, I was happy that we won it then. Then we could relax.
2: Yes. As, as yeah.
1: Supporters anyway.
2: Yeah. Uh Brad 2016-17. Um again, talk about after the Lord Mayor show in the league. Um uh, Ranieri got sacked that season he had to go didn't he when he went
0: yeah he did otherwise it would have been really awkward saying that we were the English club that got the furthest in the Champions League but also got relegated uh, it was only going one way and unfortunately he made the mistakes of past managers uh, And he couldn't resist scratching that itch he couldn't resist that nickname it was like it was like a where it was like a a werewolf staring at a full moon he couldn't stop himself from transforming into the tinker man and when he did that I remember Chris the Chelsea game where we played at Stamford Bridge and I can't remember if the you know we were kind of playing um a group game a league game group game I think it was just at the start of that period and it was I remember that game for so many reasons. A, it was bizarre. I think we lost four, or two or something like that. and and that, but I visibly remember seeing players look at each of like, "I don't know. like what are you doing?" And they weren't saying, "What are you doing?" It's like, "What are we doing? and 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 it was it was pros. I don't know. And he was like, are you supposed to be here? You could see them going, are you supposed to be there? I don't know. He's not making any sense. He keeps changing his mind. And I it was the saddest sacking, in my opinion, I've ever not wanted to happen. And, but it had to happen, Chris, you're right. It had yeah. to happen.
2: It's, it's funny, Dave, that everybody from all of the teams, we'd gone from being everybody's favorite to being everybody's unfavorite, or whatever the word is. Yeah. Um, I remember having an argument with Jason Kundi on Talk Sport, and he said, "How can you sack a manager that's just won you the Premier League?" I said, "The same way that your team sacked Jose Mourinho when oh. he was Chelsea manager and he just won you the, Cham- uh, the Premier League." Um, yeah, yeah. It,
1: it, it, was a weird, it was a
2: weird season. We we bought in such greats as uh, Ron Robert Zela. Uh He he joined us. Uh, Barats so, yeah. Kapuska joined us. Uh, £29 million on on Islam Shlomani that we ended up losing every penny on and Wilfred Ndidi. But what a... Like Brad alluded to earlier, I mean, Arsene Wenger to come out and go... And then, just as Anthony joins us here, Arsenal fan, but Arsenal, Arsene Wenger to come out and say, Leicester City are going to embarrass us in the Champions League. Uh, and then it was his team that went on a lost 10 to an aggregate uh, to somebody we were the last team in the champions league uh, the last british team in the champions league the last english team in the champions league quarter finals and as i said the other night the, being at my stadium watching my team with my son listening to that champions league music and thinking oh. this is a quarter final of yeah. i mean I don't think at that point Man City had been that had been that far.
1: No, I think I mean Wenger wasn't wrong, was he? The way we'd be, been playing in domestic competition wasn't good, but then Ranieri seemed to turn it round when we played in Europe. Hmm. Maybe the style of play that he wanted to do suited Europe, but not the UK, not England. So you know, I I, I mean I Wenger so normally... Say that to
2: Boris, who went to Porto.
1: <laughs>
2: well well yeah
0: Ron, good point. Fair, to be fair to be fair to be fair, Porto away, first of all was Harvey Barnes's debut, I remember it well. And yeah. secondly, we were already through in top of our group, so I I'm sorry that you wasted your money on it for that purpose, but Should I kind of feared bro. it being a dead rubber. It was a dead rubber for Leicester. Yeah, it was
1: and that game. And we were never gonna um do too much, but
2: Shakespeare came in um, as number two, Brad. Uh, as they got us to that quarterfinal, and we managed to stay up, albeit we had been the worst defending team of the Premier League, but well by one place because you know I think Chelsea had finished eleventh and we finished twelfth or something. But it it was still for me a great season because of that Champions League run.
0: Yeah, I mean, even if the Champions League run wasn't so successful, I think it's still a great season because it was still only our third season back in the Premier League. You know, the 5,000 to 1 miracle had happened, and you know, sour grapes will say it was a complete fluke. I don't know how you can fluke your way through 38 games to win a title, but there you go. The Lord for Sour Grapes. But there was no, even us fans were still, and I think that's what got the love back for the club. You talk about that sort of snake period that that, that the players were given from hounding Ranieri out. I think the fact is, is the humbleness stayed with the fans that they weren't expecting it. You know, if you'd have told Leicester you're going to win the league, the Premier League, but finish 10th or 12th or whatever it was, they'd have gone, okay, fine. Take it because that's what Leicester are doing. We're not. We don't suddenly get this entitled arrogance that other fans have. (laughs) That they think, oh, now we we must always win the league. We must always be in the top three. It's no. You you don't understand how difficult it is. You know to chase to 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 win that league, especially now you've got the monster that is Man Manchester City there. But it was still a good season. And may I just say, not to brag. And I know, I know, West Ham have done it since, little bastards, West Ham. You had to ruin it, didn't you? Know? But we are still the only English team that can handle de- handle Seville in the Champions League. I'm just yeah. saying, and they we were the first the English Champions team to show how it's done. They haven't done it in the
2: Champions. That's what league. I said.
0: That's yeah. why I made the point yeah. of the Champions League. I know yeah. West Ham did it in Europa League, yeah. but uh, not, not, not bad for a not bad for a yeah. team that was going to get knocked out on zero points.
2: Yeah. I put it there, Dave. um, Champions of Britain. I mean, we qualified for this. And if if anything good came out of COVID, I think it was the death of the ICC uh, pre-season tournament for the champions of the different countries. Mm. I mean, it was bloody ridiculous. Uh, First of all, the American... uh, And, you know, you you can understand, well, we all know what American owners are like, don't we? Uh, But Americans... Have this internet, uh, it'd come up with this international champions cup. We played Celtic in Glasgow uh, on the 23rd. A week later, we were playing Paris in California, and then four days later, we were playing Barcelona in Sweden. Complete and utter nonsense, yeah. but we played Celtic and it, we got a cup for that because it was like, the, you know, we were champions of Britain at that point. We weren't just champions of England. We were champions of Britain because we'd beaten Celtic. Sorry, Mike, Newport didn't get a look in.
0: we absolutely massive, crash. That's yeah. <laughs> <like, laughs>
2: up there with the uh, English Super Cup. 1-1, 5-6 on penalties. Who cares? But I didn't I mean, get any
1: picture took with that one.
2: <laughs> Paris beat us 4-0. Barcelona beat us 4-2. All I can remember that that Barcelona game is my God, who's this Musa that we've bought? What a fantastic player. And like Slomani, these two players we bought that we just did not make the most of.
1: No, you're right. I mean, everyone slags him off Slomani. It's not but you know, you'd have thought he might have hit it off, played international football with May's. Um he was a big striker as Joa was, mm. uh, but we didn't either use him or didn't play to him. No,
2: I so love what was Moussa. The point of him playing? I love Musa, but to stick him out on the wing, and if you can score two goals against Barcelona, and as Mike says, there we actually played well that game, but mm. we were up against a certain Argentinian that would go on. Have quite a, a reasonable career over the
0: years. Apart, apart, yeah. It, it, I mean, apparently, Chris, if you remember the infamous picture, there was a goat on that pitch today. The greatest of all time, and, and Lionel Messi was lucky enough to get his picture taken with Mark Albrighton on that <laughs> yeah. day as well, wasn't he? Who
2: scored? Who scored our first ever goal in the Champions League? Mark Albrighton. He has got one that, more season. That's a pub
0: quiz team. question, and you know it. Yeah.
2: yeah, got one more season left with us, and let's hope uh, that he does stay. So that was that season. Um, it then went a bit quiet. Um, I say a bit quiet. Seventeen, eighteen. Poor um, Pwell I have put there. Um, oh, yeah, deal, I've
1: that. he
2: came in after Shakespeare didn't quite last the season. Uh, he kept us up, but again, we were struggling. And it, you know, it's surprising <laughs> to think that. Um, the difference between father and son, maybe, and I'm not. This isn't a criticism of of top. I've done that on and, and mentioned this on separate shows. But Dave, well, you know, we were we, I think we were seventeenth, we but he went quite quickly. Ranieri went quite quickly, and yet we held on to Brendan. And look what look what's happened. But we've got well. I mean, we when we signed him. It was a bit like when we signed Brendan, all the Liverpool fans were coming out saying, don't do it, don't do it, you'll have a couple of good seasons. Well, the Southampton fans were all going, my God, he's going to bore you to death. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you're right. And one of my very good friends is a season ticket holder at Southampton. He drives down from Leatherhead as well. <laughs> and and he said to me, he said, you'll get the most boring football you've ever seen. He said, you know, there won't be many goals. You'll hate it. Um and you know, he did okay, kept us up. <laughs> that seems yeah. to be the thing for, to do, but it wasn't much fun, was it? From what I remember anyway.
2: Not not at all. Um uh was looking here that season we bought in uh, Harry Maguire from Hull for 17 million, uh Ibora for fifteen, uh Ibukovic, Ian Inacho for twenty-five, uh George Thomas, (laughs) he he, has gone down well, hasn't he? Uh, Mm. A a certain player, Adrian Silva, who, but for 13 seconds, who knows what sort of career he'd have had with us. And, of course, who can forget the absolutely amazing Diabate?
0: Oh, yeah, the man who scored two goals against Peterborough in the Cup game and everybody lost their minds over. Yeah, I remember him well. Yeah. Um, The thing is, Chris... the the thing is chris the biggest problem that team has uh, is is it was under a hypnotic spell because every time the words claude powell were meant Mm. sorry i forgot I, i was there when he was appointed every time his name is said it puts you instantly to sleep because he's so boring i mean he had a squad given to him that was some talent i mean Give gave us an £80 million fraud, which is absolute genius. Probably only decent bit of business he really did that, that window. But, um, you know, you talk about Moussa, and you've mentioned him a lot when we, we've we normally cast our, our eyes back over it, and this is the show to talk about it. I'm going to ask you a question, Chris, here. Do you think, in the nicest way possible, that certain players like Slomani, like Musa suffered from Vardy syndrome? And what I mean by that is we have said time and time again, no matter how well certain other strikers is, and, and probably throw Nacho, Ian Nacho into it to some extent, that no matter how well they did, they will never play to their strengths because it had to be Vardy because of how well he did that one season. I know he went on to have brilliant seasons, brilliant seasons, but could you not make the, the argue that the reason Kramerich? Wasn't as successful, or Musa wasn't as successful, or Somali could only score in the Champions League, was because Jamie Vardy was the overwhelming favourite head boy, if you will, of the striking department.
2: He the thing with Vardy was that he had been our top goal scorer for, since we'd been in the Premier League, uh, so it was always he was always going to be first name on the team sheet. Musa, um, I don't think, was ever played in that position. He was stuck out on the right. And, and so, he, you know, he never had the chance. Uh, I think the thing with slamani is completely, a bit like in is he's a completely different player. So if you're going to buy a player like slamani don't try and make him into a Vardy. You know, you, you, you get him and, you know, play, if you're going to bring him on, then play to his strengths, get the crosses in. He scored some great headers for us. That header that he scored against Porto in the Champions League, it was a brilliant goal because it cost in and he was headed he wasn't a ball to your feet sort of player he was never going to run behind the defenders and it's exactly the same you know every right winger we have had has suffered from the Morris yeah. effect <laughs> unfortunately so yes um yeah we needed somebody that was good enough to be second fiddle to vardy but you know, you, you you had you had they had Slimani who could play a different way, which was great because you don't want everybody playing the same way. You want to bring a sub on that's going to be different. But we never just we just never played to his strengths, unfortunately. Um, and you can play blame that for Prell. Um Danny Drinkwater left that season. Dave,
1: um,
2: yeah, <laughs> I think looking back, he will admit that it probably wasn't the best decision he's ever made. But you know, it was yeah. a bit about money, not. You know, he's not a Leicester lad. It was all about money for him. Um,
1: well, we had bought a Bora and silver, mm. allegedly. So, he probably thought, oh, my, my day's numbered here. Chelsea want me. £35 million Leicester fancied. Why not? He was
2: um, parked outside their ground waiting, wasn't he, allegedly?
1: Allegedly. But going back to the signings, we made some good signings that season. We, we, did, not, we, we did not have struggled talking, at
2: all. Talking about Danny Drinkwater, if I can stick on, on him.
1: Yeah. I thought he, finished, finished. he was parked outside the ground. I thought that would be it, really. No,
2: he, I mean, there was no reason. He was one of our best players. There's no reason for him to look at um, the other players that we're bringing in and thinking, I'm going to lose my position, because really, it was his to lose. So as long
1: as he carried on playing well. Maybe, maybe, but. He must have got a sense with Pearl in charge and bringing in these uh, continental midfielders. He must have had a thought about it. Mm. And if he hadn't have gone to Chelsea, he probably might not have got in the team regularly, and he wouldn't have had that chance again. So, no. whilst at the time I was pretty pissed off, I must say I, I don't blame him now for it. I, it's just a shame he didn't make anything of it because he was a talent.
2: Yeah, He was ever. It was all. I think. I think it was that. Uh, Drink water, cante the thing that, that maybe blew Chelsea away a little bit and realizing yes. that they'd, they'd, they'd bought the diamond. What they were about to get was a bit of old rusty copper to go with it. Uh, they'd oh, already bought the best player. Uh, Brad, i have put it there. He was player's player of the year. He was the player of the year or the season. Uh, he wasn't a bad player at that time, was he, for Leicester and Harry Maguire?
0: no Maguire wasn't he was he and he still isn't oh he's still a decent standard defender he's just in a mess of a team that he's fallen out of favor and uh, you know he's he's gonna do somebody the world of good um when he when he joins them because he can play at that caliber i mean you know we we was coming off the back of the dynamic duo of morgan and and and, um and Hoof, so the fact that he had—he wasn't like he just swanned in there and had no pressure on him. He was taken over from a very successful, uh, albeit brief partnership of Hoover Morgan. So, you know, he—you he, know—we laugh and joke at how much we robbed Man United blind f- for him because we did. He was never an eighty million pound player, but as I've always said and defended about the situation, he never asked Manchester United to pay Leicester's valuation for him. Um. You know they did, but yeah, it was he was he was a very good player, and um, I think uh, I think football's been very cruel and kind to him ever since he he he's moved because of the, the extreme pressures that come. You know, it's pressure enough to join Manchester United and be a yeah. success, yeah. Uh, but the price tag on top of that just didn't help his cause.
1: He, um, he had a good first season, didn't he, with us, and then the second season, I think he struggled a little bit. Which is I think he got found
0: before. out a little bit because he liked yeah. to kind of get the ball, but he wanted to distribute it far further up the pitch. He he would not. Well, he nobody did this season, but he definitely wouldn't like this playing out the back malarkey the way we yeah. were doing it with our midfield always giving it away so close to him. He wanted the ball as far away as possible so he could actually set yeah. back. Because I think the one yeah. thing he like was able pace. to hide yeah. at Leicester the way we played was the fact that he isn't the quickest. Yeah. No, well I'd I have him back.
2: back. Oh, we would definitely have him back. Ooh. Yes, I don't think he'd drop down to the the championship. Oh, I mean, for twelve
0: million for, for twelve million, in the Kindle banner, I'd have him back.
2: Yeah, Ooh. finished ninth that season. Burnley yeah, got the been. last European place in seventh, uh, but ninth again for a Leicester side. Let's be honest with you. For <laughs> it was a long time, we would have been very, very, uh, very, very happy with that. Uh, that was seventeen, eighteen. Uh, look, eighteen, nineteen. There is only one thing really that. Um, that takes it over and obviously that was the chairman passing away oh. um, I was supposed to go to that game uh, I didn't, uh, I watched the game, we, were, we weren't we were playing well, we somehow managed to get a draw I think quite luckily off West Ham uh, it was on BT and I'd, I'd literally, I'd gone off to and I'd stopped watching to go off and do stuff for the website Dave and oh. My phone just started to go mad, absolutely yeah. mad.
1: Well, I was at a party. I didn't see the game. I didn't know what was happening. And we, we I don't know, we were just leaving them, no phone signal, and, and it came up. I, I thought, no, nah, this can't be right. So I'd actually missed all the drama and I had to catch up on it. And I, I just didn't believe it. You know, it was too horrendous for words, wasn't it?
2: It was. It was numbing. I mean,
1: yeah.
2: you know, the fact that they... They they didn't confirm it for so long. I don't know, how, and and obviously they respect for um, the you know the families and everybody involved, not just Vichai because there was not, there was others you know there was the the, the pilots yeah, and his yeah. assistants, but it was just it was just hard to take in. Brad wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was such a horrible moment, um, and i i funnily enough like dave um it happened um it happened on a night game and and because it was a night game and and i as you know i don't drive so i was on public transport at the time i was like look i, I couldn't do the shift because there was no point me being there because i'd have to leave before the game and i said just I, I, i i i used what i did on them days is i would come in the morning after for a clear up because nobody no the, the that we were working late into the night on them nights, and I remember I was watching it. Funny enough, at the time, with a friend of mine who was a West Ham fan, and the full time whistle went. I was pissed off with the way we played. Uh, I think we conceded late on as well. We, 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 you know, as well. So West Ham got a draw. And I remember being outside the front, and I was having a cigarette at the front, and had this massive bang, and I just thought it was some kids pissing around setting up fireworks, which was. The area we lived in, well, I was, I was, I was at, at the time. It was common for that, so I thought. Oh no, I remember thinking, "That oh, fucking kids." And my mate just screamed, "Brad, you've got to come in here. Brad, you've got to come in here. Something's happened." And I was like, "What?" And I thought, "Oh god, have they launched one into our garden?" So I didn't even know at this time, you know. I'm, i and then he said, "No, no, look at the Telly. Look at the Telly. Something's gone on at the King Power." And oh, I just remember, I just remember feeling numb and I couldn't say anything when it was like rumored and i know they were saying oh they don't know and i was like yeah i was like mate that's a helicopter that's gone down no one survived no one's one's had a chance and saying anything really
2: silence says more than words sometimes doesn't it and i think the silence. well there was
0: also a bit of confusion wasn't it because sometimes the sun's with the sun was with him and no one actually he went radio silent that was the thing and i think that's why it took a while because Sometimes they both left by the helicopter, and sometimes the son stayed behind. And I guess in a weird sort of way, thankfully his son was staying behind that yeah, night.
2: pop back, back into the stadium and see you know who was there. I mean, it took them to the next day before it was sort of officially announced. But I mean, Dave, it we, we we've just got relegated, and when you look at that,
1: yeah, it's irrelevant and who cares? Yeah. Mm. Um, no, it's, it's irrelevant to what happened that day. Nothing would be any worse than that. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it just changed everything, didn't it? Absolutely yeah. everything changed. The management because well would have gone, I think, that night or the next day. Um, and I think the fact everything was put on hold, and rightly so, um, everyone just became numb. Everybody just wanted the season to finish. Well, I did. Um, and and just get it out of the way, but no, it was a complete shock, and I don't think we've ever got over it. You know, I really no. don't.
2: I mean, Brad, the, the second I picture there will. together for together for Leicester became quite a um, a saying. I mean, Wembley lit up in blue. Uh, the, so to coming together, and I know I've had banter today with, with, with Forest fans and what have you, but we have to remember that's what it is. It is banter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When that happened, the coming together of the footballing family was amazing. I mean, Mike and James who just put two very nice comments there up about about it. I had I I had if that had happened, and this is how horrible, but if that happened to one of the glaziers, yes, we'd all have said, all right, Pitt, and all that. I don't think we'd have had the outpouring of grief that was shown towards our owner because I think people knew what we just wasn't fans of the club within Leicester that, that that did it. It was even if he didn't like football in Leicester, because of what he'd given to the community. And as you can see there, that's a Sheffield United shirt on the picture. There was Nottingham Forest and Derby oh, scarves all tied sorts to the ground. Them, yeah, you know, I mean, it was an amazing, amazing feeling, wasn't it, Brad?
0: Yeah, it was, and in a moment of pure darkness, there's always a light, isn't there, that comes shining through, and mm. unfortunately, you, you only seem to see it more often than not when it's something so tragic that happens that, that that the footballing world comes together. But, you know, for the horror and the saddened memory of that West Ham game, the game that everybody was gobsmacked, we even still went ahead as quick as it did uh was one of the most beautiful connections made in football two clubs that couldn't have been even any further apart in terms of location or 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 care towards each other i mean one being welsh one being english had every reason to not give a rat's ass about each other but the way cardiff city came to leicester and, and, and and came together for the club that the displays they put on and every other club with their, you know, notes and, and messages they put out on their websites and condolences they put out. It was it, it was one of them that brought happy tears to your face to show um, that, you know, that's moments like that are when you go, you, you fuck your rivalries off, excuse my French. You know, you, you put them to the they, – they get in the bin because that's it, – it, football – it's a sport we all love. And it's moments like that, that that you remember what football is all about. And I still remember um seeing a few Cardiff videos after the game because Damari Gray, God bless him, you know, no matter what I thought. If he was a player, he'll always be remembered as a guy who who um who scored the goal in that one 0 win. And I remember there was a small section of the Cardiff City end that actually cheered when we scored, and you don't see that, do you? You don't see opposition fans cheering their team losing, but they were like, you deserved it. For everything you've gone through, for the hell them players must be going through mentally to come out and win that game was getting emotional thinking about it, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest oh, with you, next, because it was just such a yeah. The a next moment. game, Dave, it, it
2: was cancelled. I think it was Southampton, if I'm, oh, if I'm oh,
1: not mistaken. I can't remember,
2: I think it was Southampton, but we played, you know, then like Brad said, we played Cardiff. And I was going to come to you because I know he's not, Brad's, Brad's not his biggest fan, but whatever we say about Damari Gray, and, you know, you love players, you like like players. As much as I don't like the way that um, Kante left us or other players left us, I'll always love them for what they did. And I will always love Damari Gray, as Brad said, for, for, for scoring that goal. And I'll never forget the look on the referee's face when he took his shirt off. And oh. I don't think, to be honest with you, uh, I wish all the other players had done it because how do you book eleven players? <laughs>
1: you know, uh, well, referee was he,
2: pathetic.
1: he had to. He had he didn't. to. No,
2: he didn't. Yeah, no, well, he didn't. if he did, because it's in the laws, you oh, know. He, he still um, didn't have
1: to. I mean, there's lots of times that they don't do things that are in the laws. He didn't have to do it, and he shouldn't have done it. And he see, if he'd he he got into his trouble, face,
2: his, his face was still. Yeah, I know. God, I don't okay. believe
1: this. You know. Well, don't do it then. You get into trouble after the game. You get a few points docked. Nobody, nobody would let him
0: that I, I'm in agreement with Dave. I think as much as I get what you're saying, like oh, it's the Royal took his shirt off. I think I don't. Th- I think the FA would have had an absolute riot on their hands had he chose not to book him and just put his arm round him and gone. Look, I know I should, but I'm not gonna because of the. the yeah. It's a very rare occasion, right? I'm not saying it wouldn't have caused an upset. You wouldn't have had people saying, oh, well, then they'll get away for doing it. No, it was a yeah. very sombre occasion. It was a celebrated moment. He could put his arm around and gone. I know I should, but don't worry, I'm not. Yeah. Right? Because the FA wouldn't have dared to find that referee because it would have been the first time in football in history that the football world had come together and gone, how dare you sack a referee for having a heart? I'm mm. I mean, with Dave. He didn't okay, have but to then book then in the next
2: game, a player lifts a shirt up because some little girl's Passed away for cancer, and he's well, supporting her. And he lifts the shirt up, or takes his shirt off. So does he? Not let game book. So all, all the players have to do is write a message on the shirt. And look, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I, 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 no. I don't I, think I, on that think, case. But let's be honest, it's very easy for players who seem to oh, want to show off and show the body yeah, off, yeah. And take the shirt off at any any opportunity. Yeah, but yeah. I just think, unfortunately, yeah, I've got to say, the referee
1: had to do it. No, he I think if all they needed, the needed to do, Chris. Was not do it, and then the. Or the well, may, may, maybe maybe you've just made English. a public
0: statement saying, yeah. "Look, we're going right. to allow Probably Leicester.
2: Yeah. Well, if they could, they could have rescinded the yellow card. Then I suppose couldn't they? But no, I, yeah, I, we'll, we'll we'll agree to disagree. But I, I certainly okay. think he he had to do it because those are the rules and rules basically should be rules be and the,
0: the, well, the, well well you say rules should be followed ask them that about, ask me that about the ffp but well, we, we won't know, talk about be, that, but we one, about one, that. One <laughs> but the rules top, of the game
2: yeah. are that if you take your shirt off you get booked and like no. i say every time you know whether it's mario whatever it was called lifting his top up that says why always me yeah, and then you've got somebody that, let's say, like I mean, what's he calls done it? James James Madison's done it about a, a little girl he was supporting from Norwich. Lifted, took his top off to reveal a shirt. At what point do you say, "That's ah, all right"? Well, that was for that. That was for if that. You're asking you know, that question. My dad, my dad, Chris. my dad died on this day last year. Yeah. That goal was for you, Dad. Oh, we can't book him. You know, it just goes on and on. But look, we
1: will agree to disagree. I think it's um, stupid to book somebody for taking the shirt off anyway. If they score a goal.
2: Well, why like, don't you just keep your shirt on? Well, because like, you, you're in the moment, aren't you? You're in the moment. Not these days, you're not, because you've got to wait well, 10 minutes of VAR to justify
1: it. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> true, yeah. yeah pointless. But, uh, <laughs> could, maybe like, that yeah.
0: explains VAR, Chris. That's why they've stopped doing yeah. it, because they then get bolts for a goal that's going to yeah. get ruled out from outside.
2: Well, this is true. This is that, very true. That we will agree to... We will, we will end it there. We'll agree to disagree. R.I.P. Yeah. Vichai. V- uh, Rogers, Brad... Rogers revealed that season, like like Dave said, maybe earlier if it hadn't happened then, um, you know with with Vichy. Rogers came in. Uh I think we all got a little bit excited, didn't we? Yeah.
0: Yeah, well we did because I'm not sure why though, because we'd all been taking the piss saying, you know, it's the Scottish Celtic League, which it was, let's face it, with Rangers being deducted and everything and not in the not in the same league with it it was celtic uh premier scottish premier league wasn't it It wasn't the S S F P L or whatever you would call it it was it wasn't that it was the CPL it was the celtic premier league it was them winning everything uh we'd got the warning signs with what happened at at liverpool but I suppose it just been a while maybe it was the northern irish thing maybe maybe it was the, you know we thought about the last time we had someone like that in charge was what they achieved so maybe we thought he'd do that and and look no matter what we think of what he did this you know the last 18 months or so and uh for the first two years he did bring the success and he was as and- a, yeah <laughs> He might, yes, he was. He ended up being a ball but that first two years, you know, he did bring us the success we hoped. And
1: shouldn't we have known, Brad, that anybody that leaves a club that's going to win the title mid-season has got to have some personal issues? I mean, I didn't even think about it at the time because it was coming to us. But well, I think
0: surely... the fact is, uh, yeah, I think the fact is, everybody knew the you know the reason he went Celtic. It was to rebuild his career. It was rebuild his reputation because, no offence, yeah, but it wasn't even like he got sacked from Liverpool. He was replaced by Roy Hodgson, who was worse. I mean, how would he get sacked by Liverpool and replaced by, you know, back then, Roy Roy Hodgson was a young spring chicken of 87. Now he's 192, back at Palace for his ninth year. But, you know, uh, he did that for a reputation rebuild.
1: Yeah, he did. And so... That's you know when
0: you lie go. on your CV and get a job? No. Well, well you know the people
2: <laughs> who say...
1: See... Yeah, it, yeah, that. yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: You. yeah, That's you. But transferred just, in that season was uh, Johnny Evans, James Madison, Ricardo Piera, uh, Danny Ward. <laughs> oh, yes. uh G- <laughs> Rachi Gazelle, uh, Philip Benkovic, Kagla Soyuncu... There's some good signings that came in uh that 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 yeah. uh, that, that season under Pwell. And of course, let's not forget in January he brought in Yuri Tielemans. Rogers. So that was and we finished with it didn't matter where we finished that season, did it? You know, we all literally wow. uh but just wondering how how often Brad lied to get a job now.
1: <laughs> yeah, well it's gone, eh? right? WP
2: the DWP's listening. Got his address. Message me. Message. Ring me. Ring me. Don't
1: you, <laughs> oh, you think it's weird? He's back. He's back. It's weird that the centre halves that roger signed were pretty. So well- I just,
0: I just had to take off NASA space pilot off my CV because apparently you can't just make things up.
2: <laughs> I was there with you, mate. It's on mine
1: as well. You know. <laughs> oh, well, I've been with you two. Can I put it on mine? Yeah, yeah, I don't absolutely. know who you are You were there absolutely.
2: with us you know.
0: No, some people call him a space cowboy yeah, Let's see if absolutely. you get that no, There you go, you know
2: 2019-20 uh, The inf- infamous pink top that I hated But loved by the end um, How to turn uh, 10 million Into 80 million there With, with Mr. Maguire, well done Ollie. Um Best ever And still best ever Premier League Away win uh, Equal Overall, but the best ever away. And we ended up fifth and qualifying for the Europa League. Um, suddenly, Brendan had brought the magic touch with
1: him, Dave. No, we blew it. We were Champions League most of the season, weren't we, if I remember it? Or was that the second time? No, no. They were, I think we, oh. we were in the top two or three most of oh, the Oh No, no. He
0: skillfully did it twice, Dave. Uh,
1: he yeah, he we, skillfully we, did it twice. I mean the last like two games at home, Tottenham was it, and then Man United the following year or the other way around. And we blew it. We absolutely blew it towards the end. We ran out of steam, we lost confidence, we just it was never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. And you know, and I think a lot of that yeah, has contributed to what happened where we I hate, gone I hate to
2: say this, Dave, but you were right.
1: <laughs> about what about what in particular?
2: We were, well no not, not everything no just we, oh. we, we were we first two games we were twelfth then fourth third fifth third 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 fourth a couple of two we were twos and thirds from well yeah. we were third third from midway all the way through uh fourth and then the last two games we were fifth yeah so yes we did we blow it though or, or? yeah we
1: blew it we blew it big time was the last game Man United that year or was that Tottenham. That was Man United. Last game
2: wasn't it? was Man United. Yeah. yeah the Evans, top, Tottenham Evans was got... the
1: game before, and then Man United, and we lost both. Oh, right. Johnny Evans got sent off, didn't he? And, and Michael went walkabouts, if I remember, for the last goal. But we were just rubbish.
0: Mm. I, I Chad Garcia imploded at Bournemouth. Oh,
1: God. He, yeah. He did, oh, didn't God. He? Yes. That was
2: 4 1. Yeah. I was yeah. there.
1: Bournemouth again. What... But is it so- with Bournemouth?
2: It was Bournemouth we beat. Yeah, it was Bournemouth again. Yeah, you said that early, didn't you? Brad, blew it or punching above our weight?
0: We were punching above our weight, but it really pissed me off that Brandon Rogers kept saying that. Because I thought, if anything, he should have been backing the players. But every time... Eve, Eve, I mean, you have to remember, and I, and I really wanted to punch the Scottish twat that kept bringing it up, saying that we'd never chase them down. And I knew we wouldn't, but the arrogance in the way he said it, and I can't remember his name, but I, he was on ESPN and he was just a knob that I wanted to punch. He had a punchable face and a punchable uh, <laughs> attitude. But I remember us being the only team in that season. It was just the season that Liverpool ran away with the title. This was the season they did it, wasn't it? This was the 19th, This was the season Close. they did it. or the second. Nobody was there. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, it was no. the season they ran away with it because they had no... Th-
2: I'm desperately trying to just find the table for that season. And I can't. Because
0: we, we was like five points off then before we played them. And we, you know, it, it, it was the Christmas period where we kind of, well, for three years in a row, we conveniently got Liverpool and Manchester City. But it's a computer that picks the fixtures. Bollocks, <coughs> bullshit. Um, but yeah, we conveniently had um, you know Liverpool on Boxing Day and, and Liverpool ninety nine
2: points, Manchester City
0: eighty one. Yeah, so they got they they got. They, I mean, they practically won the league in December, which was you know I know not mathematical or anything, but they were that far in front from that point onwards. I think they had like a 14, 16 point lead. That's how you hold on to a lead, Arsenal. Uh, but there you go. Uh, I thought I'd get a dig in there in case Anthony's still around. But no, uh, but at that point when we played them, we were five points off them. But we lost. And I know they absolutely battered us. I think they beat us 4 0. It was absolute embarrassment. They absolutely floored us and they proved why they were going to win the league because they were doing that all the way through. But never once. And it pissed me off because Brendan Rodgers would get asked the question, oh, Oh, Leicester, you, you did, you're doing really well. Oh, yeah, but we're punching above our weight. Where the aim's still Europe. Well, what? Yeah, okay, you can you can maybe take the pressure off getting fourth. But why? What? The way he said it was so negative. It wasn't like you know oh, okay, Ranieri had it easy because nobody expected 5,001 to to actually become a a reality, did they? Even even in February and March, it was like, yeah, but you're not really going to win the league. We all know it's a joke. But back then it was like, hold on, they've won the league. They've got to a quarterfinals of the Champions League. You know, they finished in, you know, top, top, top nine last season. They've signed some really good quality players. They're creating a bullshit. Yeah, why can't Leicester get top four again? Why can't they finish in even if it's fourth, they'd still warrant being it. They're, no, they're, no, no. Yeah. Leicester can do it, and it felt like he didn't want to praise them and big them up enough. He was getting maybe ready he to knew manage. they were. He was getting
1: ready to fail. Well, it
0: gave it gives him the bailout to then yeah. turn it and you know put a put a put a spin on it. When realistically, I think them players needed that momentum. So when it did start yeah. to creak. They would have had that thinking, no we can't we're going to beat you because we deserve yeah. this we've worked so hard, and i think once the, the oh well you don't think we're good enough maybe we're not good enough yeah. mentality yeah. kicked in it yeah. never left it right. actually it, it eroded into the leicester ship and got us to where we are today yeah. yep.
2: would you would have taken you know it, at the start of the season though would oh yeah of
0: course you would have both yeah. of them you would have, well, taken, it. have taken, yeah. It, it yeah. taken it it, it was very good. Good.
2: well as they say as I say, eat, sleep, repeat, because the following season we finished fifth again. Oh. Um, uh, oh. And I've got three highlights: of how to turn twenty-nine million into zero, and uh, you know we we think this is new. You know, not, not making any profit on players. We we, we seem to have got a history of that. Uh, finishing fifth in Europa League again, but there's only one thing to talk about for this season. Uh, at the fifth attempt, we were the biggest club apparently not to have ever won it. Um, crowds just being allowed back into the into the ground. So there was a, about 20-odd thousand wasn't there. And it was, thanks to VAR, we, we might live to regret not having it next season, uh, and, and Ben Chilwell's big toenail, we were FA Cup winners, Dave. Did you ever think you'd, you'd be alive to see that? Because I didn't.
1: No, no, and I would have taken that in my lifetime. Forget the league, FA Cup. I'd have taken. I was unfortunate enough to be there at one of them, and
2: uh, I'm presuming it was the '69 and not yes, the. it uh, was. Yeah, <laughs> it was bit, not the '53 well, or whatever it was. Bit
1: too young for the '63 one, but yes, <laughs> the '69 and it was horrendous. I mean, we've lost it playoffs there, and that was bad enough. But for some reason, because we were a good side, in anyway, I know we don't talk about it, but '69, we should have won that. We were playing super football. But anyway, um, yeah, it was great. It's just a shame I couldn't go. <laughs> yeah. ty- well, typical, isn't it? Waited all these years yes. and you, some stupid bloody COVID thing means yeah. you couldn't get in. But, yeah. I mean, we watched
2: it, didn't we, uh, yeah. Brad? And it was, oh, I was in tears. I had to turn. I was sat there watching it on the telly with my son. I turned away to talk to him because I was breaking up in my tears. You know, I just felt the tears welling up. And you know, I turned round eventually and there he was sat there crying as well. I mean, it was I'd, Premier League, FA Cup. For me, it's still got to be the Premier League. But this FA Cup, I think it was because it was the fifth attempt we'd, we'd finally done it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I wasn't alive for any of the four attempts. So in my lifetime, I've, yeah, you know, 100% success ratio, I've seen them play in the African Final, won it. Bob's your teapot. Yeah, to you and all. Um, <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I think, I think, look, you know, it's always going to be the Premier League. That, that Let's face it, the fact that Leicester had been there four times before, you always had a feeling that we, and we may never get another crack at winning another one again, but you always probably felt, wow. Well, Surely, eventually, at some point down the line, Leicester are going to win an FA Cup or at least get another go at trying to win it. Uh, and which we obviously did, and we and we ended up doing it, whether it was by a toenail and, and the best things coming to football, uh, VAR or or whatever by ever means, we we won it. And you know, and and, and again, it, it still pissed me off because Brendan did the exact same tactics that he did with every press conference the season before, punching above our weight. Jesus Christ, mate! They've just won the FA Cup. Way to try and suck a punch and take the wind out of their victory. It's like, oh yeah, well we're punching above our weight and we've we've won silverware. But and they're asking, you're sure to act and give you the confidence, you know? You know, do you know? Because we we had to play Chelsea. And had we won that game yeah. in the league, yeah. uh, we would have potentially got top four. you yeah. shut it down straight away. I mean, maybe we should have read the signs. I mean, we, well, we've all said in hindsight now. We yeah, yeah. have sacked him. Up, well, we should have asked him to step down afterwards. But yeah. um, there we go. But yeah, it was fantastic. And you know, I, I don't think... want to say that my my birth is encouraging of the hundred percent FA Cup record. But all no, I'm okay. saying is one FA Cup final, one win.
1: Moving on. Um, I think that the thing was, I get insulted when people say that, and it's when they say on the telly with no disrespect to Leicester, you know, and and that's not necessary, is it? Merson does that a lot, he drives me nuts with it, but um, for your own manager to say it, as good as, well, Leicester really have no right to be it. Of course we have. We have got as much right as anybody. We've got a history as proud as anybody. Maybe not as many trophies, but...
2: I don't think we knew at the time, though, that... (laughs) Well, <laughs> we maybe we'd we'd reach the top of that mountain, and we were about to to no. slide down over the next few seasons. I mean, well, no. we take it we take it to the following season, and as I've got there, three highlights: English Super Cup winners, shocking signings, but a European semi final. I mean, I just want to, I just want in my defence here, in my defence, because uh, I always call it the English Super Cup. And everybody laughs at me. Say, oh, it's a community shield, not the community. Right, let me just show you this, ladies and gentlefolk. Uh, this is Transfer Market, a very big website. Uh, as you can see there, English champions, FA Cup winners, English League Cup winners. And, oh, look there, two times English Super Cup winners. They call it that in Spain. It's English Super Cup for me, Ooh, uh, gosh, Dave. Fine for
1: me. Um, <laughs> I, I've always found the community shield or whatever it is now being a strange thing. Um, I get, I
2: get it, it. It was a charity shield because you know charity the money shield, goes to yeah. charities and what have you. But, but it is you've got the champions belt. of of England playing the FA Cup winners, the biggest cup winners in England. Well, that we is when We won the second division.
1: Maybe won the second division and beat Liverpool. That was a bit iffy, wasn't it?
2: Well yes, but yeah. it, it that was that was back in the day. That was back in the day. Yeah. Brad Super Cup it is, isn't it?
0: Yeah, only when you win it, it's Mickey Mouse Cup when it's the first thing that kicks off the season. I mean, look how well that works out for Liverpool when they stumped Man City this season. That didn't do anything to Man City's uh, range, did it? So Look, it's the English Super Cup with our name on it, any other team's name yeah. on it, it's just some Mickey Mouse McDonald's cup. I remember it being sponsored by McDonald's when it was a charity shield. Um so well, yeah. we,
2: lost, we lost to Manchester United it was. No,
0: but but you know what, mate, now I now I'm thinking about it, now we've cast some miles, maybe we'll punch it above our weight to be in it. I don't know. <laughs> you know every time we won a bit of silverware, that's what we were doing, weren't we? So they, I think
2: I know, I know, Amart is not your 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 favourite signing, but I've Which just put there. was a fair. very nice guy. Shocking signings. I mean, that was the season. Oh, I mean, there's the two totally and utterly obvious ones there. Um, um, but we did actually sign. Um, hang on. When 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 did we we?
1: He was a bad one.
2: Because well, you can basically can see the two there. I mean. Ah, oh, it was awful, wasn't it? Those I can't signs. see it,
1: mate. Who was it? Uh, Bertrand and Vestergaard. You see, yeah, I'm not. I don't get this Bertrand thing. I didn't see him much. He not played much. But the game I did see him in, I thought he did okay. I, yeah, he did pre-season, him. but that one game. Yeah, but I
0: he didn't play many more, did he? Exactly. No, but the th- <laughs> yeah, the thing is, while she while she could argue it's probably not Bertrand's fault because he was always injured. Yeah. Maybe the war. Maybe that was the sign that we shouldn't have signed him because he's always fucking injured. Well, I, I
1: didn't, I didn't say we shouldn't him, but. I'm that saying he is said a- that to me. They
2: said, you know, he, uh, he he's a he's, he's a um, hospital case.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. Vestergaard. Well, he played with uh, Schmeichel in the international side. And I thought Casper might have said something. But again, hey, do you not think he is? not a bad defender
2: necessarily but um and let's not say well he let in nine you know we've had defenders that have let in six before this season mm. um but let's let's say he he was again not the player and this is the funny thing rob tanner said that he said to um uh, uh Bellend that you have bought a player here that doesn't fit in with your style of play. Yes, he does fit in with my style of play. Blah blah blah. I never played him, you know. And Rob Tanner went,
1: eh, you know. Uh, I'm saying his centre aft decision making for signings was pretty poor.
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, you you um, did. The guy that went
1: to Celtic thing. and and never played for Leicester I mean, apart from the odd cup game, I think. Yeah. You know, I I don't get it. I don't get why he was involved in doing that when. Did we, we didn't have, have a we
2: part? didn't have a proper yeah. um, director of transfers, did we? Because we were between we were waiting for the guy I think to come from Southampton. But Brad, as Mike says, there oh, well, I'm
0: Premier League. I am elite. I am proper elite. No. I am Grinda. Never need an excuse she, to play that. She she is Grinda hero all. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: you know that gets me when you say that. Stop it. <laughs> but look. <laughs> A European semi-final, 8th place finish. Uh, don't get me wrong, it was good to get to the a European semi-final. And people knocked it because it was the first season of the conference. But no, no, no. A, a certain Jose Mourinho wanted to win that. You could see from his uh, tears when he did do it. But mm-hmm. it was plastering over the cracks, wasn't it, Brad?
0: Yeah, massive, massively it was. And to be honest with you, like I said, if it wasn't for a run-in where we were playing the proverbial bribes knickers teams like norwich and watford in that run-in uh and a certain relegation fodder in southampton uh you know we would have finished 14th this season it would have been not too dissimilar to our champions league venture except for the fact that we went well actually we got relegated from the europa league because we couldn't get out of a group with um That was a little bit embarrassing. Again, papered over the cracks by the fact that we ended up getting knocked out of a semi-final by Roma. That, you know, papered over them cracks, you know, and I think it's, it's, it is one of them because had we not had that little run at the end, Chris, like I said, I remember doing the, the God awful into the post-match review after the, it was either Everton or Villa. they, They were both die games. Um, no, it was the, it was the Villa game, wasn't it? We drew nil nil, and it was so boring. We we struggled to talk about anything for thirty minutes. We we were slowing our sentences down just to make a minute out of the video, just so you could get monetization, mate. I believe at the point it was that dire of a game, and we were on about sacking Brendan back then, that maybe he's run his course. I think the one thing this team severely lacked as well, and again, continuation of the same effect, domino effect, we never brought plausible competition to certain areas of that squad. You know, you could argue, had he not fallen out, there was competition in the defensive roles. Um, You know, there was competition for the left and right back. There was competition you know, for the goalkeeping position. And we had 659 central defenders midfielders. So there's competition there, but there were certain players and you get this at other clubs where the question gets asked if they know they're undroppable because there's no one to laying landing a glove on them. What are they going to play and not be as, you know, be lazy. They get dubbed as lazy. And obviously this year you'd make a really strong case for certain players. But I think that was the biggest flaw of seat that season as well. You know, we, we were we were maybe blinded and thinking, oh, no, it's all right. Rodgers is balanced the ship. He's going to be fine and he's going to go back to top five. We're going to go back to challenging for the FA Cup and whatnot. Because we got blinded by a six-game spell where we made it to a semi-final mm. and we won six games and, and moved from 14th to 8th. And realistically... We only moved up that far because the teams ahead of us went on the, went on the beach, were on, were on holiday, and had tougher games than us. I think we had a lot of injuries,
1: didn't we? And that's, that got him out of jail. Yeah.
0: It's, it, you yeah. know, it's also funny how they've stopped since he's, you know, or players have recovered quicker mm. since he's left as well. It's almost like we know where the problem's staring us in the face the for two and a half years. It's a
2: marvellous thing, Dave. Should he have gone at the end of that season?
0: Well,
1: you say hindsight. Yes, he should, but I didn't say so at the time. Fact, I think I was arguing with you two, probably start of this season that he. I thought he should stay, uh, and clearly I was wrong. But we, even at Christmas, I thought you know, let's just give him a chance after the World Cup, um, and we went on a run. It we? well, <laughs> two games on it. We we won pretty well, Spurs and Villa. Um, and I thought that was it. Again, turn it around. Another false dawn. He managed to screw that up from being yeah. so confident beating Tottenham. We could have had five or six that day. Easy. In fact, we should I, have had five anyway.
2: I was I was mad because I, I said, let's stop and give him a little bit uh, a, extra. Mm. <laughs> uh, Mike yeah. says here, uh, Bertrand ain't bad for a free signing. A free signing that we signed in 2021 that has played four times for us. And I think only only one of those. I don't think any of those have been in the Premier League, to be honest with you. Uh, one no. friendly and a couple of uh, cup games. So, yeah. He, well, I, I I thought he was going to be all right, um, and he, he might
1: still be. Might still be next year. Uh, he,
2: uh, he he he's, he's, he is he's out of contract in the summer. Wonder what we're going to decide well. about him, Ada <laughs> Brad. But look, let's have a look at this season that's just gone by. Um, mm. I put there. Stick to FFP rules. You get punished. Um, for whom the bell tolls. You see what I did there. To show yeah. I, I know my literature. You see, and final day misery. Um, it was look. I don't want to go into this too much because we we did it the other night on this season. But it was it was a slow death, wasn't it? It wasn't sudden, Dave. It, it was happening over 37 games. It wasn't the West Ham game. It wasn't Bournemouth failing to beat Everton. It was just us being shit and show pony of players. Yeah, uh, I, home. yeah
1: I, I, home. Awesome.
2: I was just on a, on a chatting on a um, West Ham site before I came on and they saying what a wonderful player Harvey Barnes is, blah, blah, blah. And I went, have you seen him all this season? I said, as a West Ham fan, you sit there and go, oh, isn't he good? Yes, when he wants to turn up. And it's the same with Madison. It's the same with Telemann's show ponies.
1: It, well, Harvey it... Barnes just stands around with three opposition players around him and he hasn't he, he got a clue what to do. He never has. He's never picked up people at the back. He pretends he is, but he lets... I mean, Luke Thomas was exposed by him. Um, and, you know, it's just terrible to have a guy like that in front of you. Great going forward, but cannot come back and help defend... And if he does try and help defend, you don't know what to do. Nobody seems to have told him what his job is. And that's under Smith as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, Brad, yeah, it was just, uh, it was like the dying ant, wasn't it? It was just going on. I almost felt like, you know, saying, look, for God's sake, stop fighting, Lester. Just go down. Let's just get the R against our name and let's just put ourselves out of this misery.
0: Yeah, the amount of times we shot ourselves in in the foot this season, I'm I'm surprised Leicester City haven't claimed disability benefits as an amputee yeah. because they just did it so did it so often this season. It was unreal. And 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 again, you know, it's something now we've been able to reflect over these these nine seasons um, because I don't maybe really Leicester fans haven't paid attention to mm. where was the competition for Harvey Barnes' place. Where was the competition for Madison's place? Where was the competition for Tillemans? Where was the competition? All right, maybe not Vardy, because we did bring in players just obsessed over him enough to keep doing it up. But where was the competition for these these key players that they need? They shouldn't. They mm. shouldn't, but pre-Madonna, pre-Madonna... I can't say the fucking Pre-Madonna. sentence. Madonna. Pre-Madonna. pre <laughs> fucking made up. That was well, easy for me to say, apparently. No, Pre Madonna it's footballers it's need it's I know. These prima donnas, I say I say it three times, it's like Beetlejuice, right? Um they need competition apparently to keep them emphasized and, and, and keep them energized and wanting to, to, to run on. It almost seemed like this and, and the back end of last season was the main catalyst starting for it. And, and look, we've done this a million and one times to the point that I uh, literally am mentally checked out on the question of where did it go wrong this season. Everywhere they are short answer. Good night, goodbye, see you yeah, later I next agree. week. Sort of thing.
2: I agree totally. And where was the competition? Well, the competition was in the squad, but Bellend didn't want to pick them. He had his he had his number of players that he liked, and he stuck by him. Um, but look, we're down when we're not out. Um, look, you know, I, I've said the nicest will in the world, I, I love to see Derby get relegated. I was really happy that Coventry City didn't come up, uh, but I would not want to see their clubs go out of business. I would not want to see any football club go out of business. Last time we got relegated, we nearly were going out of business, uh, but we managed to uh, to, to find a, a, a benefactor. Uh, interesting years under him as well, um, but we 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 will we will be back. Don't know when, don't know where, but I'm sure we'll meet again some sunny day. Um, It has been basically a fantastic nine years. Um, Dave, end on this one very quickly. Pick me your top three moments from the last nine seasons. And I know you weren't expecting this, which is why it's interesting.
1: (laughs) I I think that night Chelsea drew with Tottenham. Uh, Mm. has to be one. I think, obviously, the FA Cup win has to be another. Um, And I think the the togetherness of the football nation at that moment in time of the tragedy, I think they're the three that stick in my mind more than anything. And will forever.
2: Yeah, no, no, totally. Brad,
0: same to you. Oh, I... I'm gonna go for a pure Leicester moments. I see what Dave's saying about the Tottenham Chelsea one, but for me, seeing Wes Morgan get his hands on that trophy to lift above his head, because I've personally held that trophy, so I, you know, I can gush that I've held the held the same thing as many a Premier League captain has. Um, no name dropping there, was there, Brad? <laughs> no, me name dropping. No, no, you know. It's almost like certain fans saying they've done interviews with Harry Redknapp that we know. I'd never do such a thing, Chris. <laughs> uh, um, Paddy. Um, yeah. So that that moment was 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 special. Um, watching. and I, I know. I know. In the end, it was the second goal by all Brighton, but yeah, where's Morgan scoring that goal against Seville at home? You know, that that's that's a memory that will always live long in the memory for me. And I know people are probably going to say, surely the FA Cup, Bradley. Yes, it was special. But I'm thinking one-off moments that I, I will never get a chance to see again because I may see us win an FA Cup in my lifetime. You guys may still see us win an FA Cup again in your lifetime. For me, I still remember walking up the stairs, and I swear to you, I'll argue with anybody, I had the best view because I saw... Fuchs's eyes, when he made that no-look pass for Vardy for that record-breaking goal, I had the... It's it's ingrained into my yeah. brain. I can literally see... I can see Fuchs's face as he looked towards the fans as he did it, and I saw his face. Yeah, 11 heaven. You know, that yeah. may get broke by a certain absolute freak of a machine called uh, Harlan, but... Yeah, I know <sighs> what you're saying, but
2: mine, for me... Um, I mean, it's good that there's so many to pick from. Uh, For me, it's got to be moments that I shared with my my oldest. Uh, The first one of those was the 5-3 Man United. Because it was Man United, had we done that against uh, a Stoke or a Norwich, no disrespect to them, it wouldn't have meant the same. But the fact that that was only what our third game back, whatever, fourth game back in the Premier League, and we'd we gone down and then we came back uh, and being there. Second was, um, you say, the quarterfinal of the Champions League, that music going, uh, just, I think, just edging out, crying with uh, Bocelli when he sang uh, Nessun Dorma. But the third one for me, believe it or not, was the English Super Cup because... I was there. I'd seen my team lift a trophy at the old Wembley. It was the League Cup. I wasn't there for the FA Cup, but to see my team win something at the new Wembley, having been there for the previous one against United and seeing us lose, it was just a a brilliant day. So they're my three. Uh, But we will be back. I'm sure we will be back. Uh, And we'll be back tomorrow. Brad, we're doing the in or out. Shake it all about. Um, Dave? I'm sure your wife's home now, having been spent all night blowing. Yeah, um... certainly
1: is. <laughs> she... I'll pass your regards on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, please,
1: please do, <laughs> please do.
2: No, <laughs> she was at she was at band practice. Brad, don't think I'm being rude. I know she was at band practice, and she plays woodwind, doesn't she? Uh...
0: Clone it. Look, hey, we don't need to know what his missus calls is trumpet downstairs, all right? We need to keep that off the air at this time of no, night. You oh, woodwind, yeah. All right, woodwind wink yeah. wink win. yeah, yeah, oh, convenient. Hang, yeah, hang, right, Dave. hang on a second, second. Um two hours
2: twelve minutes, trumpet downstairs. <laughs> 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 what was that? Was better than being <laughs> a bell
1: <Billing>, end, isn't it? <laughs>
2: Yes, <laughs> uh, but uh, do, yeah, do pass my best on. Yeah, and, will do, mate. Uh, Brad, I'll see you as always tomorrow night at eight. You might as well say just move in, guys. Thank you so very much. I'll catch you tomorrow welcome.
1: night with a bit of luck. Take thank care, again, boys. Guys.
2: All the best. Cheers. Yeah, be
1: good. Bye. Yeah.
2: Cheers. Oh, thanks to Brad. Thanks to Dave. Um, and thanks to me. Uh, and <laughs> why not? We will be back. Uh. uh We'll be back tomorrow night at eight o'clock. We're going to be looking at the squad, the whole Leicester City squad, um, from Ward and Everson through to Vardy and Inacho. Who would Brad keep and who would Brad sell? We're not going to loan, we're not, it's just keep them or get rid of them. And if the contract's expired, do we give them a new contract and keep them, or do we just let them go? So that is it. That's what we're going to be doing. (sighs) Because, tell you what, I don't think there'll be many that we will actually be saving. But uh, but there we go. Um, Smiggle, yeah, thank you very much. Glad you enjoyed it. So that is 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Thank you to everybody who's watched. Um, It's been a bit of a long one, that. You try and keep those two Answer to giving answers quickly to keep it short is impossible, but I uh, love them both for coming on. Um, thanks to Dave, thanks to um, uh, Brad, thanks to everybody that was in the chat, really do appreciate it. Um, and thank you to anybody that's been listening on podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google, Podcast Addict, any of them. We are all over. And please don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you are new. Like the video, because that does help get us about as well. Click that notification bell. We've got a lot of shows coming up. You don't want to miss them. And for $1.99, you can join and become a member, and we'll be having, like I say, member-only shows. That does sound rude. I need to come up with another phrase for that. (laughs) Thank you to all our current members as well. There they all are. Uh, Not going to mention them all by name, but those are all our members. Just for $1.99 a month, you can join them. Um, and we will see you tomorrow at 9 o'clock. This has been LTID TV. I have been Chris. This is Arnie. Good night.
0: Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too, or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.
2: That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, Participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.